Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Howdy, everybody. Welcome to Liberty Libations number 15, joined by some familiar faces and one unfamiliar face, Mr. Brad Binkley. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Uh, We're going to start how we've been starting um, the past, I don't know, two months, which is talking about the Great Create, which is coming to Georgia um, in May. It's the Libertarian Convention, but we're relabeling it as a DIY Freedom Festival. Um, you can get your tickets now. I believe they're forty-two to $42 for adults and free for kids 16 and under. We have two new additions to the lineup. Mr. Adam Nutter, comedian, is doing a stand-up show, I believe, on Saturday night. Um, uh, very funny comedian. Very funny. Hilarious. Several times. Yeah. Saw him once in uh, Virginia. He was on the show last week. Dude is hysterical. And uh, then we have a new band, the Bib City Ramblers, Americana Bluegrass Country Band. So the uh, lineup is getting is getting pretty awesome at this point. Um, aside from my face being on there, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's out there where they do the Georgia National Fair, isn't it? I have no idea. What is the Georgia National Fair? It's yes, it the, is. One of the biggest and best fairs in the, in the country, I think. Really? Yeah. I'm not. I don't go to many fairs. Well, is it, it kind of like just a state fair with like it's, little rides it's like, and stuff? So there's like the Gwinnett County Fair, which that's where they're going to bring all the carnies that you probably don't want to find in a dark alley anywhere. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> and then there's the Georgia State Fair, which is which is much bigger and more professional. I think even Trump might have spoke there. Uh, wow. This past within the past year or so. I know Garland with Georgia uh, voter GA spoke at uh, a rally they had out there. So it's, I remember it's, I went to college in Milledgeville. So they used to have um, bands. I remember seeing Alabama. At, uh, in Perry, Georgia. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, it's I guess it's in that neck of the woods, according to Stephen. <laughs> um, well, first off, and uh, really the only thing that I have lined up for us to uh, to kind of talk about tonight is uh, this video and uh, these comments made by our future president, Mr. Vladimir <laughs> Zelensky. <laughs> will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's uh, NATO that we're talking about. And they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. The U.S. <laughs> so Zelensky is telling us that we we and our children have to go die in, in Ukraine for their ridiculous war. <laughs> It's that narrative, man. It's this either or propaganda they're pushing. That this all see, I call this a, a 
uh, propaganda jubilee they had over the weekend because they were celebrating the one year anniversary. It's like they're one year. And they had Biden uh, propagating this message where the guy, David Muir, he asked him, he said, well, what about some growing number of Americans that are uh, wondering how long we can continue to, to send all this aid. And Biden goes, I don't know anybody asking that question except the MAGA mega Republicans. And, and it's the same theme of, you know, we got to give them all our money or, or it's evil. It's just this global coordination of propaganda. I, I just I don't know how people can continue to buy into it. But would it make you feel better if you knew that Janet Yellen also agrees with I feel with, much better. With it. <laughs> did you guys, well, as far as the propaganda goes, did you guys see the uh, Maddow clip of the Rage Against War? Oh, yeah. We, we covered that one last week. It was. Yeah. So she took these angles of where you could only see a couple people and focused on the same same guy with with a Russian flag and like six pictures. Yeah. Like it was just like <laughs> yeah. the purest hit yeah. job you've ever seen. Right. That's right. Yeah. Never and mind like, all the float- pictures of like uh, kids doing the uh, the Nazi salute in, in Ukraine in the background right. of all their their reports. Yeah. But then you've but then you've got, you know, pictures of the actual event, which, you know, everyone that, I, that I've talked to that that was there was saying, you know, three, four thousand people. Yeah, I heard I heard around 5,000 total. Um, yes. And then uh, then there was a pro Ukraine rally the next week, and it was like 300 people, I think, in their picture. <laughs> but, so they were pumping that up as well. Yeah. yeah, no, they probably made it look like a thousand. So. Right. But that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. I mean, we, we did that whole Maddow clip last week, but we the clip we got cut in actual footage of the event while she was saying her it was a tiny event it was it was only like nazi sympathizers and all these and it was just tons of people all about not going to war and it was awesome it's crazy man it, it's this these people who are supposed to be anti-war are, are just they're, they're bloodthirsty for war yeah i, I don't really understand when it's part the- of this party flip yeah yeah when did that flip happen a couple of decades i don't know but it was the opposite well, when i was a kid with like iraq and everything so but yeah it's, it's not also, long yeah but it's also interesting because the left wing that even claims to still be anti-war there were organizations within that you would that you would expect to be able to come out and they didn't want to because we because you know the libertarian party doesn't uh check their boxes you know, mm-hmm. we don't buy into the ESG, the climate change narrative, yeah, I hate uh, ESG, pro man. pro gun. <laughs> you know, yeah. all all the stuff that you know. Uh, well, I mean, we'll, we'll call the climate change stuff so long as it makes sense for business. Mm. You know, there's a certain level where it's like I'm not going to cut my leg off for something that's not going to have any effect at all in the actual air quality. Right. You know, and then meanwhile, China is just spewing stuff unmitigated into the jet stream. And you're not going to cut your nose to spite your face kind of thing. Like, well, exactly. It, you know, if it makes sense, it's good for business. Uh, you know, but up, once we cross that threshold where you're trying to force me to do things, yeah, uh, you know, then we have a problem. And, also, like, and like this, this studies have clearly shown that unless China actually does something to stop what they're doing, like there's just zero possibility of ever limiting emissions, <laughs> like of, no, any, of ever I, turning yeah. back. So like, why start implementing mandates and all this BS on people who are just trying to live their lives when there's an entire country that isn't at all interested in the regulations that we have? <laughs> it, it's oh, like it, a control mechanism. They set they set goals that are unreasonable in, in all of this yeah. stuff, and they're not ever really concrete. And so they can continue to change them because if they were to ever set goals that could be accomplished, then that would take their power away. Yeah. And, and so they're never going to do that. They just keep moving the goalposts. 
a psychological battle of like the commitment and consistency and like getting people to just like stay in line with things that don't make yeah. logical sense. But yeah. Hey, Alden, your uh, audio is a little uh, choppy. It, uh, is it? it sounds like there's some, I don't know, something wrong with your mic or something. Um, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Yeah. Every time I, you, it's only when you talk, it's just when you talk. It's like, yeah, it's really. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm plugging, but you can even see this stuff on Google earth in China where they make certain cell phones, things like that. Cause I think, um, I forget what planet it was, but there's, there's just this 80 acre lake behind the plant. That's just this barren wasteland. And you can actually zoom in on Google earth and you can just see like the whole area it's just desolate and gray. You can go in the street view and it's wow. it looks like Mordor. Like it's just awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was looking at uh, a Google Earth of uh, America the other day and it was just a United States shaped Ukraine flag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Yeah. And uh, like no one, no one brings up the fact that like we're mining all these different minerals down in, in the Congo and all these places in Africa. Like as long as, the people in America are subject, like subjected to regulation and all these things. It doesn't matter what happens abroad. Like it has nothing to do with with actual climate change or anything like that. It's literally just all about control. It's deindustrializing the West. I mean, that's that's really the only way. You know, if you start reading through the lines, everybody's supposed to sign on to the stuff, but China and India are exempt, and they're two thirds of all the pollution on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It creates a little bit of a problem. Right. Um, the social aspect of that ESG stuff, too. Really, what they basically do is they have BlackRock pay the companies more money than they're going to lose from all the customers they alienate. So mm-hmm. it's worth their while to do it. Oh, yeah. And like, I mean, these 15 minute city things, have you seen this over in uh, like Oxford in, in the UK? What they're yeah, doing over there and like all stuff. the, all the like, protests that are happening and people like ripping out stanchions out of the ground because like barriers will go up during certain parts of the day or if you're right. if you get too close to something they'll they'll make it so you can't go any further it's crazy it is nuts man and it, it's like they talk at davos in the world economic forum they did the last last time uh, i can't remember when the last one was but it was that one and then this one the main theme last time was they have to rebuild trust in society because <laughs> nobody trusts them anymore. They all are working together, the elites more and more, but the dis- level of distrust worldwide has grown. So they have all these panel discussions about, uh, you know, ingraining trust in children and, 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 you know, winning back trust of the African-American community. So, so they're trying to come up with all these ways to, you know, get your your preacher in your hometown to spread their propaganda or, or get your grandmother to spread their propaganda, people that you already trust. So I see that as a good thing that they recognize that we don't trust them. And <laughs> even though the media can control things and make it look like we do, I think people are more awake to this than it seems sometimes. I agree. And I think that somebody was saying this on a podcast I was listening to the other day, that they're trying to implement these things as quickly as is humanly possible before people understand, before the majority of people understand what's going on. Right. The problem is I think they overplayed their hand with a certain virus and uh, (laughs) people caught on too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. You see Colbert, his reactions to the news about where the virus might have come from. He he did back-to-back monologues where Mm. he's just really upset about how these organizations are saying that it came from, might have leaked from a lab 
and it's I mean, I know the guy's a paid propagandist, but I'm like, at what point are you going to get back to doing comedy, at least trying to do comedy and trying to instead of being CNN late night? It's just weird, man. God, he yeah. used to be so funny. I miss yeah. old Colbert. What happened? Yeah. yeah. He got oh, yeah. bought, man. As soon yeah. as he started, as soon as he took that late night show, he, he I missed yeah. the guy that for president got sponsored by Doritos. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah. And the FEC was like, uh, stop that right now. Because like he got up on the podium and did did a campaign speech and then and he's like and by the way, while you're voting for me, you need to rip into a nice crispy bag of Doritos. This is like <laughs> Wayne's <laughs> world. Like, <laughs> so he like promotes that his his st- so there's this article of an interview he did where uh, he was just like I just got tired of them sending me all these resumes of these white male writers and I told them no more white male writers no more white writers. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so he promotes how like his writers are, are a bunch of uh, uh feminist uh, and and it's just like it's obvious when you hear his material it's obviously written by a by a, a feminist and yeah. it's a male delivering it so okay. it's rachel Dolezal back there now right pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've got uh we're gonna continue on the whole war thing i've got another video it's two minutes long so uh, oh i just watched this one yeah, yeah. Sit, sit back and relax <laughs> i am concerned about risk and escalation uh and whether or not i guess the question comes out whether our battlefield aims i know our war aims and ukraine's are coincident i hear i hear what you're saying the outcome needs to be the return of well, well I mean, it's the most boring Ukraine, interview of Ukraine all time. Sovereignty and return of territory, including Crimea. Are our battlefield aims coincident? Uh, I think in this next phase, in terms of what the Ukrainians want to do on the battlefield and what we are enabling them to plan to do, yes. Good. I mean, because I there was a piece in the New York Times uh have you ever seen a more January, like a more slower paced interview? In <laughs> Again, did you hit quote unnamed speed? administration officials? I realized it's I've been right. I you know this is isn't my first rodeo. I I understand that clearly. Who said that our reluctance <laughs> to provide Ukraine with weapons to strike Crimea directly is softening? And the article goes on is that the logic, according to these officials, is only when Ukraine shows Russia it might lose Crimea, will Putin get serious about negotiating? So I'm going to go back to the way I framed this before, which is that there is a drone base in Crimea where the drones that the Iranians have given Russia are being launched from. (laughs) There are command and control sites. It's the Botox Crimea that are essential <laughs> for uh, Russia's hold on all of the territory, including the land bridge. She's doing like a there are those can't uh, be real eyebrows. mass military installations <laughs> no. in, on Crimea that Russia has turned into essential logistics and back office depots for this war. Those are legitimate targets. Ukraine is hitting them, and we are supporting that. So if there's, I mean, if there's any doubt that this is okay. only a war between Ukraine and and 
Russia. Like that <laughs> oh. just killed it. Like First it, it, real it's question. a war between us and them. Like it's ridiculous. First What's real up, question. Nick? Why do people keep telling Newland secrets? Because she keeps saying it to, <laughs> to the press. She yeah. does. She yeah. really does. Aaron you David know. Miller guy. I've never seen a 95 year old with an emo haircut before. <laughs> hey, it's pretty hip. I kind of like the haircut. You know, Newland's <laughs> the one who got busted talk, you know, planning that plotting the coup on the phone with the, the yeah. famous FDEU phone call. And mm. she's still working in, in, in a position of power. And it's like, <laughs> It's right there in front of your face. I didn't know she was so atrocious to look at. That's like I've, I've heard her so many times, but God, her 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 image fits her words. She's awful, and I just the lighting doesn't help out either. No, not at all. <laughs> no. You know what I see some of these people do sometimes in these panel discussions? And so you saw that one guy, the emo guy. Uh, uh, he had the bookshelf behind him. Sometimes I, you can tell that they will put uh, they'll green screen a bookshelf behind them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not so sure that's green screened. Actually, I think that was real yet. Yeah. I don't that know. One might be real. I have seen this before, though. It might be real. Yeah, the, the one that I'm thinking of is um uh uh the guy who was uh Barack Obama's propagandist uh Valerie Jarrett. No, not Valerie Jarrett. It's the dude who's married married to God, my br- my brain just like blanked out on both of these names. I'm like the dude who's married to the woman. You guys know I what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh yeah. I got it. No, Samantha power. Her husband. Sometimes the power. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I mean, what I find interesting is like they recently when they've been talking about how Putin is like, if he continues the war and continues advancing, that's when he's most likely to use nuclear weapons and his nuclear capabilities and they're like completely flipping like how logic works you don't you don't use the nukes if you're winning a war and so they're constantly like contradicting themselves by saying he's losing the war but he's going to use nukes well i think i think because he's winning the war on his uh last podcast the other day where it's like oh russia's getting crushed and then Oh, hmm. Russia's gonna march all the way through Europe if we don't stop right, them there. Exactly, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, just... yeah. <laughs> it makes no freaking sense. And then just like just full on stating that we are supporting Ukraine, like and and we'll like back them when they drone strike or destroy some of Russia's bases and launching yeah. sites and all this. It's like what, now, what are we doing? You know, just to get on the record with this, uh, and to get a little conspiratorial. Sweet. I feel like with the uh, with the drop in public support behind this, I expect we see some sort of false flag incident, gas attack, Buka, uh mm. part two, something like that. I've been worried about in the it. Next yeah, weeks. I think that's why they're using that. That they keep calling it this new intelligence technique, where they're transparent about the intelligence and they go ahead and say it out loud. You know, right? I think it's like mm. we're going to say it out loud so that we can put it in people's minds, and then we'll do it. And then we'll blame it on because we already said Russia was going to do it. We'll say that Russia did it. They, they did this yeah. with uh, yeah. at the beginning of the war where they said Russia was going to conduct some false flag attacks. And then right. they, they just started doing it with China also when it comes to giving uh, weapons to Russia or, or uh, drones, having drones uh, you know, be a factor in the war. It's just a way to, to set up a narrative. This whole thing is just about narrative control. It's yeah. uh, um, there's no the truth of this is just so far we're we're not getting any anywhere close to what the truth is going on it's maddening that people like 
will just blindly side with Mm. uh, uh, really just just one side or the other without asking any questions whatsoever. I I mean, I I have a guy who I know who who is a a Jewish guy who, when I ask him if he's okay with the fact that the Azov Battalion is fighting on the side of the Ukrainians, that he he will just uh, uh, continue to change the the, he'll, he'll, he'll just start insulting me. But the Azov Battalion, and he'll insult me, and then he'll send me a link that says, well, according to this, only 100 Azov Battalion Nazis are fighting with the Ukrainians. I'm like, so you're okay with 100 of them fighting with them? Is that- <laughs> it's just the ones that appear in pictures with the uh, with all the insignia. Yeah. yeah right. I've had, I've had a lot of luck with uh, showing people, just ask them to look into who, who overthrew Poroshenko. Who put Zelensky in power? Go back to you know when that happened. Mm. And you can see news reports of actual Nazis goose stepping and doing the doing the salute. No, they're out. Yeah, you yeah. see John oh, McCain on stage with one of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, John Stewart gave an award to one of them in New York. John Stewart, well, <laughs> a Jewish guy, gave an award to a Nazi. That's perfect. Yeah, it's a great, great look. Um, to go back to what you were saying about the strategy of like saying something's going to happen and then you doing it. This is not yeah. new because. I mean, they've it's been been done for centuries, but like they did this during the first Trump presidency and the Biden deal when um, they kind of reversed the order, though. Like uh, Hillary had been communicating with Russia during the first one. They accused Trump of that. So it's accusing your enemies of doing the exact thing that you're doing. It's a freaking great strategy if you can get away with it. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Especially when you well, and, and who wrote the, the big uh biopic on that lee strobel mm. right yes. uh he you know he wrote a big article and there was some uh alexander chalupa guy over in ukraine and i mean he was doing all the media tours just rattling on and off about this stuff back in 2012 about you guys ukraine is about, about to be a big problem he's like we're up to a lot of mischief over there his name was alexander <laughs> yeah. chalupa right yes yeah, it's a, it nice. sounds like a, uh, an order uh, mexican restaurant i know yeah it was crazy yeah 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 you know what they're i, I think they're doing with this whole one of the things they're doing anyway is um I, i've thought from the beginning i thought that this was the first war of the great reset uh mm. from the beginning of this whole thing and so there's been this debate so the debate can never be um should we continue uh sending all these billions of dollars worth of aid it's ne- it's never that you're a me- mega republican is what he said he meant maga but he said mega uh, which we know <laughs> biden thinks that is a domestic terrorist but the debate can be should we send the f-16s or not so you can have a, a respectful debate about that because it's like why don't we just go ahead and give them the weapons to destroy russia already is what the um establishment republican argument is and, and the reason that they don't do that is because if the if the war ended quickly, either way, if Russia just ended it quickly or if uh, we gave them all the weapons to end it quickly, then Ukraine would not be fully destroyed. Mm. And if you don't fully destroy Ukraine, you can't build it back better into the world's first mm. e-government right. with that infrastructure. And Ukraine committed to being the, the world's first e-government. I think it was back in 2020. And they're, they're an experiment. They're a testing ground where everybody's data and everybody's information is, is connected to like a central hub of their government, which they want to spread as part of the Great Reset, I believe. I agree with this. I actually think that there's a lot of reasons why the, having the global eyes on this arena is for establishing a new status quo and like the digital age. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, for sure. And like, if they don't completely destroy it, then how is BlackRock going to get all their money? Yeah. <laughs> right yeah, yeah we can talk on? about that a lot too yeah <laughs> yeah because what was it just yesterday that they there was um there's a seven billion dollar reit that they manage r-e-i-t 
you know, real estate investment trust, and uh, they block the investors from pulling any of their money out of it. Because <laughs> there's there's a lot of BlackRock assets that are about to collapse, and all they're doing is shutting off trading for it. Interesting. Well, last week we uh, put in a Rachel Maddow, Maddow infused video, so we're going to do the exact same thing this week with uh, <laughs> a fake Maddow with Jimmy Dore talking. <laughs> it's freaking great. Let's see. Is there a real Maddow? No. You know, and isn't it just like America to ignore the Nazis that are suffering here at home trying to buy eggs while we fund Nazis in other countries? <laughs> it's unbelievable what's happening. This is the this is really about World War Three. And why aren't they investigating it? No, not, they won't even ask them a question. You know, Cy Hirsch's art, uh, article came out detailing how they all blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. And the American press won't even ask the people he named in that article a question about it. They won't ask Victoria Newland. They won't ask Jess Sullivan. They won't ask Anthony Blinken. In fact, those people won't even give a statement about it. You know who will talk about it? Kirby, the press secretary at the White House. Because like really I'm sure the people who did Rachel the investigation Maddow. have a pipeline right to uh, Kirby, but not to Anthony Blinken, not to Sullivan, not Victoria Nealon. By the way, these are the same people who lied us into the Iraq war, lied to us about <laughs> Libya, lied to us about Syria, dropped so many bombs in Syria, they ran out of bombs. They're doing the same thing. America is the world's terrorist. We have 400 military bases surrounding China. We provoke this. People don't know that the CIA got in bed with the right-wing Nazis in Ukraine to overthrow <laughs> presidential the presidential candidate too, in a second. of Ukraine in 2014. We had, a, we had a peace deal. It was called the Minsk Accord. And then they violated. Who She's violated agreeing with everything. Ukraine. It's the best she's ever been. telling the Donbass, which are the Russian speakers in the eastern part of the Ukraine. And that's why Putin had to be provoked to invade to protect those people. Nobody will tell you that. Everybody who talks about every other news station, by the way, you're the only one doing this and i applaud you for letting people come out and yeah, tell the truth about what's quickly. actually happening in this, ukraine this video is amazing when I watch what they do is they start the history of Ukraine from Putin's invasion. <laughs> they never tell you that we overthrew their democratically elected government in 2014. They never tell you that they didn't stop shelling the people in the Donbass. They never abided by the Minsk Accord. They don't tell you that the former uh, German prime minister said that the, the reason why they did the Minsk Accords in the first place was so that Ukraine could build up their military to get ready for this war that they're provoking. So uh, the American people are waking up there was a big okay uh anyway yeah. I'll, I'll leave it there <laughs> that's funny <laughs> i don't even know what's real anymore <laughs> yeah, that's i mean that honestly that might be the best way to uh take people down these days is it's like edit a completely false video like jimmy Dore saying everything perfect on Rachel Maddow's show. It was amazing. I mean, it took me a while to realize it was a loop. It, right. That was good. Even knowing ahead of time. Yeah. I used to do all these fake interviews with like uh, Biden and Trump and whatever, where I would, I would try to make myself. I was, I was obvious that it was fake though, but um, yeah. I, I did like a short one the other day of Biden because I was testing out YouTube shorts. Yeah. And I just, I found a clip of Biden uh, laughing during this interview he did with David Muir, where he's like, ha, 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 ha. And I just said, uh, do you care about the uh, the citizens of um, uh, Palestine, Ohio? And he goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> And I just got so many people that, that called me like a Russian propagandist and like, oh, I'm like, a Russian propagandist for that? And like, <laughs> wow. It's quite a leap. What the heck? I know, it's messed up. Well, and, and apparently the... Uh... There was a chemical in the vinyl chloride. I forget the exact name of it now, but it's 
it's the same stuff that makes Agent Orange. Yeah. Awful. Yep. Yeah. It's it's like the most toxic form of that chemical possible. Yeah. yeah. Were you around for that episode of Libations, Steve? We Maybe talked not. about that. All right. Yeah, we t- we talked about that and phosgene and all that stuff that half these chemicals um were made to or like are in ingredients in those those weapons. It's it's crazy. Yeah, and that, it's and like it's, it's safe air and safe water. <laughs> yeah. Most deadly like weapon, chemical weapon, I think World War One or Two, one of them. Yeah, so I was one. just gonna say it's like a combination of the chemical weapons from like three wars pushed into one event, like right. Which by the way is where chemotherapy came from. Uh the mustard gas in World War One. Really? Yes, because there was uh the Italians were throwing their you know, people already on their deathbed. You know, so if you have a terminal illness, um, get to the front. Uh yeah. and they were coming back home and their cancer was gone. What? Maybe maybe that'll be yeah, a out of Palestine, Ohio. Dozens of people cured from cancer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. But then ten years later, oh, cancer's back with a vengeance, and it's metastasizing three times faster. Yeah. You Interesting. Know. So is that? I don't even know what are the drugs that they use actually using chemotherapy. Well, so so the uh, one in particular I'm talking about is tamoxifen. Uh, it's also known as the Red Devil uh, for all the horrible side effects that you'll go through while you're being infused with it. But that that was the one in particular. That was derived from the World War One mustard gas. Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I haven't gone down that particular rabbit hole at all. That's interesting. Yeah, that's the first time I'm learning this. Learn something every day. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I lost my mother a couple of years ago to uh, cancer therapy, oh. and um, yeah. you know, finally toward the end, found some doctors that were actually listening to me, and that yeah. they thought the same things. They're like, "Oh yeah, I was at that press conference that you're talking about." Yeah, dude. That, that, I'm sorry that's, to hear that. Like, yeah, that's one same. thing is people because we're we trust doctors. You know, we're not do- most. I'm not a doctor, and you go to the doctor and, and you, you trust their authority. But like, people don't realize it's okay to question doctors because well, the same people building the the Ukraine narrative are the same ones. You're right, dictating all the education yep. as well. You know, they infiltrated ac- academia first. I believe that's that was like the model from the uh, the Tavistock Institute out of the UK. Yep. Y'all get there. We go. Right. Yeah, Binkley. I think you've talked about this before. Yeah, that was <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I got like I I got into like I caused a scene in in, in the hospital a few times because I wasn't let in because uh, I wasn't vaccinated and I was uh, there trying to help. Have, I need to go in my dad to help him, and mm. they never had any problems. And one time they started asking if we were vaccinated and tried not to let me in. And uh, the doctor knew what was going on, so the doctor came out and escorted me in. To her credit, but it's just like the the arbitrary it's just uh, the the way that they applied these rules it was just so arbitrary and oh yeah um they did yeah they, was they, they tried to do that to me too my mom was in the icu going downhill fast and uh they were trying to look, not let me or anyone else back there and i was like i will burn this motherfucker down. right yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. and they're like excuse me i was like you heard me and then like hold on and then they come back with the manager two minutes later and said sir calm down let's let's go upstairs so i was like sweet one of the i was <laughs> all i'm i'm here to stay <laughs> the arbitrary nature of it is almost it feels so to people like us that think about it in this way it feels maddening and absurd but it's another thing that's like a psychological test of like who will follow it and then there's the thinning of the people in industries i'm saying industries you know kind of tongue-in-cheek a little bit like education and policing and medicine and everything that's like when you lose that many people in a field or a military or government or whatever, now it's a groupthink problem. And the people that are left all think even more aligned. Right. It's scarier even for like these kind of like roundabout reasons with it. But 
Right. It's like the same propaganda strategy, too, that they use with the whole Ukraine thing. It's like if you question it, just like if you question Ukraine, you're a MAGA Republican or you're evil. Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely it. And yeah, I, like, mean, I know Russell Brand was just on Rogan. He was talking about how um, the guy, Pavlov, that Dr. Ditley, you know, the whole Pavlov yeah. drooling and all that. The um, thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drooling. He, he did he did other experiments where uh, he basically found that 20% of the population can be is extremely susceptible to placebos and hip, hypnotization and 20% of the population are like will immune. never ever yeah. be be hypnotized <laughs> yeah. and it's, so everybody's fighting over that middle 60%. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like most libertarians are in that in that upper 20. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. screw you, you'll never tell me what to do. Oh, I have, I have violent reactions to it. Like I can, I can tell when, well, some, not all by any means, but some of the, the programming, you know, I, like I can tell, like, I can't see what it is, but I can tell there's, a, there's another message under this. Yes. Yeah. 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 Watch yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have to leave the room. I, I get itchy. I start yeah. getting all nervous. And I'm like, I, mm, I can't stand this. I probably drive my girlfriend crazy because there's certain movies that I can watch that it's like it's not as bad, and I'm like uh-huh. down with. And then there's some that I'm like, I can't do this. Right yeah, now. you I'm start sorry. calling out the BS. Yeah, it's, there's like <laughs> I, two I ruined, things yeah. happening simultaneously. Oh my yeah. god, I'll ruin every movie totally. I oh, ruined yeah. so many shows. <laughs> I, I ruined so many shows. From I've retroactively <laughs> gone back and ruined some of my favorite movies. From right? When I was a yeah. Kid or something, which is yeah. Sad, but oh, yeah. it's brutal. Yeah, it's it's really bad to go back and watch something that was like your favorite thing ten yeah. years ago, and now you're just like oh my but i think God, some propaganda. people don't want to know because of that you know what i mean like i yeah. don't i think some people have like a barrier there where like i'm willing to inflict myself that pain of you know the right. nostalgia pain or whatever but like some people don't want to i will absolutely but... choose if if i see like an article about my favorite band doing something political i will delete that stuff i won't even look at it because i have <laughs> you no interest <laughs> music is totally. sacred i agree yeah. you know what musician that i i'm you know, I'm proud of is right. Fred said is he's a big, really? Uh, yeah. So I was making fun. Like I was just, just riffing off of, you know, I'm too sexy. for my song guy Yeah. Or... Yeah. It's like, I'm, just, right. I'm too sexy. And then somebody, this is a couple of years ago. Somebody said yeah, he's, he's totally he's against the whole COVID Woods. narrative. And I started following him on Twitter and he is, he's like against all of the BS. And I'm like, all right, all right. dude, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm too sexy for BS. I think <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's pretty great. Um, Mr. Shane Hazel, um, retweeted Grumpy Gnome, who I'm pretty sure is watching this today. Um, I think he is. It's an expansion of of NATO over the years. Um, I thought, uh, very, very nice. Let's see if we can, uh, can't enlarge it. Sorry, everybody who's watching on their phone. Um, yeah, I just thought it was very interesting how it's just slowly, slowly, slowly over mm-hmm. 50, 60, 70 years. Just You're not after. suggesting that that keto is a cause of this. <laughs> oh, are you? I'm not suggesting anything. I'm letting the map do the suggesting for yeah, us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Russia, Russia shouldn't have put their country so close to our defensive alliance. It, <laughs> it is extreme. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why they did that. It seemed really stupid of them to do. But I mean, goodness gracious, could it be? more obvious that we were absolutely a cause in the like a, we're a cause in every war and every political strife basically that matters globally like 
That's yeah. like what the what's that guy's name that was just talking yeah. on that like fake Rachel Maddow loop thing or whatever about the CIA getting involved in the overthrow yeah. of the Jimmy democracy. There, thank you. Yeah, there. It's it's every overthrow of everything is the CIA is behind it. Everyone, yep. everyone yeah. that yeah. like matters, you know, globally. But anyway, I mean, I mean look at Edward Bernays talks about overthrowing the the democratically elected president in Guatemala, like in 1953, working with the banana company and United mm -hmm. Fruit and working with the CIA. And yep. then we apologize for decades later. And he's one of the guys that helped implement the propaganda model that has been modernized today. And he also brags in his book about how Hitler used his propaganda model yep. uh, against the Jews. Do you think yeah. one day wow. uh, we're going to apologize for uh, overthrowing Ukraine in 2014? <laughs> like 30 here's years, a, here's years. a better question. How many times do we have to have the CAA or any other whatever three-letter organization apologize for something so we learn the trend and predictively avoid it and see it as it's happening before well, they apologize. Like, I, th I think they're smart about it. They only apologize once every 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like people forget <laughs> in two yeah. generations. Like Oops, two generations fix go that. By. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like the Tuskegee experiment. This is the propaganda they use on, on black people mm -hmm. COVID. Yeah, we know the Tuskegee experiment happened and that was awful, but we're not like that anymore. But that's not this now. Yeah. Well, what right, about exactly. the Guatemala experiment where you actually injected like syphilis into children's eyeballs? That, that's like the worst yeah, one. Was it the eyeball? Yes. <laughs> And it was Secretary of State Hillary Clinton that did the apology for that. I watched that broadcast. Wow. Goodness gracious. But she's somehow <laughs> still in so, politics. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tonight, I mean, just, just came straight out and was talking about under wow. her husband's administration. We sent um, syphilis infected. Uh, it was the hep B vaccines. And uh, they were infected with syphilis. And mm -hmm. like we sent those to Central and South America. And in the early 90s, mother. right before COVID, basically, there was like more and more. I feel like there was like the most people in a while that were like, oh, you know, the, you know, fuck Pfizer and all these, you know, different Bayer and Merck and whatever. Like, and there was like the what is it? The biggest I think it's the biggest payout for a lawsuit like in world history was over vaccines that were a bad batch or something. And they knew it and they gave it to, I don't know, some country in like Africa or something like that. And like there was the same types of people. This is like preying on wasn't it the polio? Wasn't thing. it Bill Gates? Wasn't it, weren't they given? There was multiple over the yeah. years. And yeah, was there, there was the whole Bill Gates getting run out of India. <laughs> yeah, and Uganda. Kids started getting <laughs> yeah. polio because they were injected because with the polio of the vaccines. <laughs> that was another one, but it was. I mean, they're all the same. That's my point. Is that like, and now mm -hmm. the same people that were like mad at him for that are like, I think. Defending yeah, them, really, they really like, like Bill Gates now. They're, it's crazy. Yeah, some, somehow Bill Gates became their hero. I mean, it's I don't get that at all. Bizarre. Although, I have didn't he just that's... like didn't he just start talking about how the vaccine isn't working anymore? And yeah, he, he's he, made yeah, comments on that, right? And yeah. everyone that said heck? that before it happened was blocked and banned and everything, whatever. But. Yeah. You know, see, there's so much information they pump into our heads that that it's hard to retain everything. And I think that because of kind of the information age that they can make us forget about things a lot quicker mm. than, than they used to be able to. Mm. That's like the new tactic is just to cloud the water yeah. with just too yeah. much information. I came I came up with a little theory today that uh, that the invention of the Internet is is the modern day Tower of Babel. Yeah, where, it honestly we're basically I, everybody nobody speaks the same language because you can't tell if somebody's sarcastic, if they're being humorous, right. if they're actually being serious. That's yeah. a great you don't comparison. know if anything is actually real. 
Um, you're just like, it's just a deluge of information and you have no idea how to interpret it properly. And there's not, there's too much for you to interpret properly. Mm -hmm. So I, I uh, played these videos uh, maybe two, three weeks ago from, it, it was this, it was, I found this story about this e-girl who was promoting joining the military and she would talk about how she was a psyop the whole time and she'd be like i'm a psyop and, and she would wear military oh, I, I know fatigues. what I, I think i know which one you're and, talking and about she would be sitting on you know on, out there with a weapon just blowing shit up and and then you look her up and she's actually in the army's psychological operation units and she's actually <laughs> A, a psyop and she's joking about being a psyop and they're talking about how it's like a post ironic uh, a psyop yeah. type thing kind of, where it's like the same thing you're saying where you can't tell what's, what's supposed to be humor and and what's we were kind serious. of just talking about that yeah that like the new way instead of like i feel like back in the 40s 50s 60s whatever everyone was just like deny like cannot confirm or deny you know and then now it's like we they say it they say what they're gonna do it's just yeah. it'll switch targets or something totally like, yeah yeah, yeah and, it's and so weird well that was because she's like trying to recruit gamers into the military and i'm like there's gonna be a bunch of gamers <laughs> I think to, show to the, the military <clears throat> on day one I, i'm dropping the are we gonna have vr wars probably it's, i don't yeah. think well, i think we are right now on the border of russia and ukraine you know a lot of a lot of these tanks that are getting blown up don't have people in them really? oh well i that's another whole thing of like unmanned but i i even mean Is like this chick but <laughs> yes that's her wow <laughs> and, and she's on tiktok right she and on, she's doing these things on tiktok and at the same time she's saying tiktok is chinese propaganda go to my instagram Oh that's her. which is american <laughs> yeah i know it's like let us control your information instead of them mm -hmm. i mean it's pretty wow. effective propaganda i'd say like i would especially too. to draw I, some men in there's gonna get there's, and these kids and here's how it's gonna work they're gonna show up on day one they're gonna say where are all the hot e-girls that i was coming to hang out with and they're gonna be like incels and they're gonna be like here's your gun angry incel and now they'll go be ready to fucking blow people's heads off hey that's that i mean there are worse ways to die, I guess. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And it's, it's. I mean, it's a genius move. I mean, advertising companies yeah. have been doing it for totally. years. I mean, spy agencies do it. It's what it's called, the honeypot, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Spy yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. How much? The fact that she is like legitimately in the special, in the special <laughs> like, psychological <laughs> operations unit. Well, and did the CIA build a, a memetics department yes, as, as an offshoot of that? Because they were trying to respond to Kekistan, because Kekistan was, <laughs> I, at least I can't prove this, but I feel hilarious. like it was a big part of Trump getting elected. Uh, <laughs> just all, all the memes that they were throwing around 2014, 2015. Those were the days. That was hilarious when that was going on. You know what I found out about the uh, the CIA? And they do have a whole memetic study that they're doing. They have uh, there's memetic warfare that they talk about now. But I, I was I saw this thing pop up on Twitter on the CIA, and I clicked on it. It was about. Um, their their new their new digital jobs or something and, and i was like what are they trying to hire people for and then it had all their disqualifiers like here's what here's what you, we won't hire you if you have if you do any of these things and oh, one of I them was be. if you if you follow us on twitter or if you've ever engaged with us on twitter we that's won't hire hilarious you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny what i know that's what i said oh <laughs> that is bizarre Probably because their Twitter's stupid. And they're probably like, anybody does this. It's, it's too stupid. <laughs> it's an IQ test. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. But since that department came out, you know, I've, I've kind of had this theory that, you know, you, you ever see these memes that like they're kind of liberty minded, but there's 
just obvious horrible grammar errors or like there's something slightly oh, yeah. wrong with the image. Yeah, yeah, that, I'm like, yeah. maybe they made that one. And there's some kind of steganographic code in there that's, you know, they can see who all shares it. Mm-hmm. Steganographic? Yeah. Yeah. Steganography. So like they can hide a whole message, a whole line of code or whatever behind the image. You wave a black light over it and it's like, kill this person. <laughs> but you can do that with visual images though, where there's, there's embedded code inside the image. Yeah. That's crazy. That's like subliminal advertising or something like in the modern yeah. age. Like, yeah. How much, uh, what, what are y'all's guesses on the total amount of financial aid that we've sent to Ukraine I, since the beginning of the war? I have a Every couple time, of guesses. Okay. I saw Brad, 46 go. billion. Uh, you know, I was reading some articles today. I saw 46 billion thrown around. So right. it's at least three times that. <laughs> Brad, the, Brad what's your thought? I've been trying to figure this out because strangely, it's a hard number to pinpoint, which you would think that they would have some accounting on this so that we know where everything's going, right? Because they tell us they know where everything's going. Yep. I saw two videos within the past week. One of them was from the Chatham House. And th- this was, the, they were both talking about, um, this is the one year anniversary of the war. And mm-hmm. the guy at the Chatham House said, uh, uh, we sent 140 billion, 70s uh, come from America, which I thought seemed way too low. But that was the first time I, I had heard an actual number. So he said 70 from America, 140 total. Then during the interview between Biden and David Muir, which Biden didn't dispute this. David Muir says uh, we sent 119 uh, billion to Ukraine, and I assumed that he was talking about just us. The way that he said it, mm. so I'm going to say at least 119 billion. Okay. Well, your first one was a little closer to what I found, which is 76.8 billion. Um, that's just the U.S. And obviously, there's no way that number is correct because they never report anything 100. percent So right. it's at least. billion. (laughs) And uh, that's nothing. (laughs) And uh, should we should we pull up how much was sent to to East Palestine? Yes. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, it'd be zero. We don't have we we don't have any numbers for that. that, Didn't they not even (laughs) count that as far as an emergency yet or FEMA, blah, blah, blah. Not that they're that helpful. Yeah. They they said since no homes were destroyed or damaged, um, it wasn't. That it's not even qualified as a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. It's freaking ridiculous. Which, by the way, have you all ever been in or near a FEMA disaster? You know, like a tornado uh, comes through or a hurricane or something like that. Yeah. Why is the first thing that totally goes to crap the post office? <laughs> Seriously, like once once they come to town, all the mail is delayed like at least two weeks. I think they're always teetering on disaster. Anyway, yes, over there always. The... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Andrew Jesse Ryan says around 115 billion or more. Yep. Uh, it's it, it, just crazy they can't give us an exact number there's so many conflicting numbers on that well They'll i mean say, how many times do they have to lose two trillion dollars in the accounting for us to like i mean they've done <laughs> like you three times now thank They'll you Russell. you don't know what the cia is selling drugs Did you say in the inner That's city to, to fund weapons purchases but yeah you know uh, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to step on you, Nick. I was just excited that I was going to make the same reference about like the 1.2 trillion missing or whatever. And then it's like, oops, it blew up. I don't know. We will never know. Well, and, you know, and, and, and if you want to get skeptical about the chemical companies and, you know, Barry Goldwater warned us about the interlocking corporate directorships, um, you know, so you got the I forget exactly how the Agent Orange came came into effect. But, you know, Clarence Thomas, who's supposedly our conservative hero on the bench at the Supreme Court cut his teeth in law as a prosecutor for Monsanto. Mm, wow. So obviously Four. anything concerning Monsanto is going to have a soft opinion from him. 
Okay. And you got Donald Rumsfeld. You know, he was Secretary of State under Bush. Mm-hmm. He was uh, the prosecutor for the, uh, was it Searle Chemical Company? And he's responsible for uh, aspartame being generally recognized as safe by the FDA. Wow. Even though they were talking in court about how it like, metabolizes into wood alcohol and make you go blind. Yeah, or like formaldehyde or wood alcohol or something in the gut. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find somebody that does not have some sort of uh, connection like that in a position of power. It's yeah. almost like uh, they're compromised. Almost. Yeah, it's almost. <laughs> almost. You might, be, you might be onto something. <laughs> well, I, I think it's it's the fact that like positions of power only attract narcissists and narcissists yeah. only care about themselves. So they're going to yeah. do whatever they can to like benefit themselves at the expense of anybody else it doesn't freaking matter and that so that that's you're exactly right about that and that makes me think about so this guy uh george santos you know yeah yeah people are talking about him but i'm like (laughs) he's just not as good at it as all the other ones yes yeah He, he created idiotic lies that people could figure out in one second (laughs) right it's the others are just you you gotta be like yeah You've got to be like all these other congressmen who are just making millions of dollars off of their, what, $200,000 a year salary, but a term in Congress and you go from yeah. broke to yeah. multiple millions AOC. Right. Two terms. Yeah. It only happens in the second terms. It, it's between it, years it, five and six. And AOC spends half of her time on Instagram uh, uh, cut, clipping her toenails and doing like ASMR videos, eating popcorn, talking to her follower. I mean, believe me, I'm a huge a fan, but I just don't think that's what somebody should do. <laughs> she does, she does love it. that weird, like kitchen angle with her like knee up in her chest yes, exactly. and just like yeah. eating ice cream. She's ridiculous. Yeah. Acting like she's one of the people. Well, it's better than Elizabeth Warren having a beer. Oh uh, yes. Her, her, uh, with her trying husband. to learn some oh, slang words. Wait, when was, when was this? Third. Oh, she was doing that. This was uh, 2015. Was a weird year, man. When she was that, running, maybe running for president, she was. Oh, doing that was 2020. It was, yeah. uh, it was when it was coming out that she was like point zero 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 one percent Indian. <laughs> I'm having oh. a beer with my husband. Yeah. It was doing all that. She was trying to relate back to her base, and she was having yeah. a beer on a live stream. I'm more native than she is, honestly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't look at it at all. It's but racist, got... dude. You're racist. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> see, that's the thing. I'm like, it's my own ancestry. Why can't I say something about it? But like, I've never done a percentage thing, but I'm I'm way more than that. Like, I don't look like it, but so I'm not I'm not claiming this like to go to college or whatever. Because like, I didn't that <laughs> you can't. <laughs> well, Robert's onto something too. You know, all politics are local. Um, that's how we were originally framed. Yep. And that skeleton is still intact. You know, as as much corruption as there is, we can get together and, and make fun of it all day. It's horrible. It's way out of control. But the framework is still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of these influential meetings, you know, your your local zoning office, uh, you know, the local tax assessors talking about the millage rate, any of that stuff that really directly affects you and your paycheck and your ability to survive are so underattended or even unattended that all the stuff just gets rammed through by proxy. They just by the fall because there's yeah. no one to say no. That's because, I mean, there are many reasons for this, but one of the reasons is because you're back to the internet and back to like 24 hour news cycle. You're bombarded with fear mongers for 24 hours a day about things way outside of your control that they make you think you can control by getting active and so you worry about these statewide or or like regional or like uh, national, international yeah. 
problems when you should be worrying. Yeah, yeah, you should be worrying about the stuff in your community that you can control to make your life and the people around you have a better life. And they call up the local news. This is why Jake and Steve too. are running for mayor. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Yeah, it's it's just infuriating because you're you're absolutely right. Like the 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 structure's still there. You can make a massive impact on your local level. That's why I loved running around with Shane. Cause like he would actually do stuff at the local level, get stuff done and make change. And it was fantastic. Yeah. You look at I the AJC, the you look at these other places, they, they, they echo the same thing as CNN, MSNBC. And then you look and you see how they're bought up by the Google news initiative, a global initiative to eliminate mis and disinformation. Mm. And then you understand like, like why they want to capture the most local level, which makes it hard. Even when you you're the newspaper that gets thrown in your driveway is, is telling you the same stuff that you see at the national level. It, it directs people away from all the things that they can actually have an impact on. What is it like five or six companies that own all of media now at this point? It's a really yep. small number, but it's all the same stuff. Yeah, it's the same with same with the food you eat too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you got all. you got like what Unilever, Cargill. P&G. Nestle, a Procter and Gamble, yeah, you know all of them. That Does that Procter commands you know, three quarters of all the groceries in the country. Yeah, yeah, and skincare and all that. Is there yeah. something wrong with the groceries? Well, you know, they're they're either getting more expensive or I'm getting a lot stronger. I was just <laughs> yeah, talking right, about more, right, less, yeah. like I can carry four hundred dollars of groceries in one arm. It's so expensive. <laughs> 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 it's a good way to look at it. That is a yeah. good way to look at that. <laughs> and a sad way. Robert is absolutely correct. Polk County, Georgia is corruption personified. Um, it is it is an unfortunate example of how local politics can be extremely um, oppressive and terrible it can, to people. It can go either way with it, yeah. Is it that can. Marjorie Green's district? Is it? I don't know. I think it is, yeah. It might be on the northern end of it. That's right up there because, by Rome uh, and everything, is, isn't it? Yeah, what's I mean, his name that was you Floyd, had on the sh- Or not Floyd. What's his uh, name that you had on the podcast, Jake, is up there, and he tried to... Uh, yeah, take his story to Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's right. Yeah, he did. A bunch of the uh, local Republicans or whatever Tim got Leslie. together and said, "Yeah," and a bunch of local Republicans got together and said, "Oh no, you don't have to worry about that. Nothing wrong there." And then she was like, "Ah, this guy's full of it," and just kind of blew him off. MTG is ours. Yes, <laughs> Magic the Gap. If I remember that whole story <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. we, tr- we tried to replace her with Angela. Okay, we did. Uh, you know, Angela needed uh, a whole lot more signatures, which is. I'm not sure that many people actually live there. How much? What? Twenty-three thousand signatures? Right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So the person I told y'all about earlier on Twitter that was tweeting the the stuff about the hundred Nazis that they were okay with. Yeah, they they just kind of stopped because I, I kept saying. So when I said that you're okay with the hundred Nazis, they said I'm done with this. I have to worry about the Nazi where I live, which is Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I was just like, but she. If she, even if she were, she's just one. Though, don't you need ninety nine yeah. more there before you start to worry about? <laughs> yeah, uh, people. Do, people like to uh, have zero argument for what they believe in anymore that's like, what they train them in with so, yeah. so i could tell this person has been going to indivisible online trainings uh, the, the activist group they have a whole bunch of different ones because i've indivisible. gone to a bunch of them myself because i uh, i dissect them in videos and i'm like look i know that your indivisible trainer is telling you this but it, it's just straight up brainwashing techniques that they use like there was one that comes to mind where they actually told this was back 
during the the George Floyd uh, protest where they said in their online training, they said, look, if anybody comes to you and says that Martin Luther King uh, uh, preached peace and that you shouldn't judge people by the color of their skin, they are a racist, right, white nationalist trying to gaslight you. That, that's I mean, that's what they train these people to believe. So anybody who actually tells you what he really says is a gaslighting racist. It's unbelievable. Goodness gracious. Do they tell you who is responsible for his assassination and all of that? Side <laughs> no, they of don't it? go into any of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm lucky enough to live right next to the town where some of MLK's descendants live. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, it, it's not. So Coretta Scott King is she's up near Atlanta. This is Bernice. Uh, lives in Peachtree City. We used to go trick or treating at her house because she gave out the full size king size Snickers. <laughs> of course, it's king size. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Interesting. I was going to mention so the comment or prior, the topic prior about the like under, like really on the nose style of like propaganda lately mm-hmm. um, and the muddying the waters and everything. The first I ever heard of Marjorie Taylor Greene, because I'm not, I'm not over there right now. So um, was like when she was blasting out like a hundred different like conspiracy theory type things. And it was like one of those ones where, again, I think it's trying to muddy the water because it'll be like four nonsensical, crazy, you know, things or whatever. And then one truth and then four crazy things and then mm. one truth. And then, you know what I mean? Like to discredit the ones. And so now I'm the person that's been saying this for 20 years or whatever. Totally. And then now I look like I'm, you know, a sympathizer with someone like her because it's been sandwiched with bullshit. Totally. But- I mean, that, right. that's a tactic I mean, that they use. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with her, the, the one they always go to is Jewish space lasers. But apparently she right. was just off about who was the actual provider of the space lasers. Right, yeah. <laughs> answer was China. <laughs> I mean, it's not I mean, any worse than Don Lemon suggesting a, a black hole swallowed an airplane. Like, <laughs> what? Did you not ever Honestly, hear that clip? Yeah. He's, no, he suggested, no. he's like... Is it possible that that a black hole swallowed this airplane that disappeared from the sky? And the scientist is like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> that's a, that's I think it's very possible Stacey Abrams swallowed the airplane. There we go. Good, good one, Brad. <laughs> right, right the teeth. It's a really discriminating black hole. Yeah. Um, got an article from antiwar.com. House overwhelmingly approves to resolution to maintain Syria sanctions after the earthquake. So we're continuing sanctions against Syria, um, even after we're no longer at war with them. We're not supposed to have any uh, any well, troops there. Um, we still yeah, we're do. still occupying a third of the country. Yeah, yeah. But uh, even though they had these massive, massive earthquakes and their people were already struggling and are struggling even worse now. Um we uh, continue the sanctions. So once again, proving that sanctions only hurt people and don't yeah. hurt governments. I, I mean, it's absurd. And we're going to see more of these types of events. And not for the same reasons that like, I'm not saying it's because of gas cars or whatever, but I do think we're going to be seeing more of these types of events and it's going to be the perfect excuse to do more sanctions and more things like that. And yeah, that's true. That's wild. That, that, that article though, that's wild that only uh, Thomas Massey and Marjorie Taylor Greene Yep. Only two people who voted against it, 414 to two. To two. Wow. To two. As, as, so as much as people hate Marjorie Taylor Greene, stuff like this puts her... She like, does a whole top. bunch of the right things. She does. Yeah. She does. But She's, again, Sam... But I'm not fooled. Like, there's there's <laughs> no. going to be a switch eventually. Yeah. No, but yeah, like, there's, like, there's, like there's been rants she's put out that are like 
as anti-war as like something that you'd hear out of anyone on our on our side's uh mouth but yeah, then there's always yeah. something crazy or something wild or yeah you know redefining national saying. divorce to mean blue states and red states break up and we're just like no that's not what we're she's yeah. like the a human equivalent of like if you keep just pressing the button on your iphone <laughs> to like just auto say things and she just says everything just, <laughs> that's so good. gonna be like that's yeah. pretty good <laughs> she's like the broken clock where she's right sometimes you know twice a day or whatever but she says a lot of shit so i don't know she I mean, you're, on, you're on to it a moment ago it, it's uh, you get somebody who they can, can easily brand as crazy to say things that yeah. are true certain mm-hmm. times they sneak in some things yeah. where you're like oh wait she said like there wasn't a plane an actual plane that hit yeah, the pentagon in 9 11 or whatever you know whatever but you can't agree with her because then people are like ah, I don't take right, anything. You say that's that's anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew there was something screwed up about her when I saw her twice in the same week on Alex Jones. <laughs> twice <laughs> in the same week. Wow. Oh wow. yeah. He had her back quick. Yeah. Dang. And then she came on a couple of weeks later. It was like, okay. She was trying to make it. Yeah. She was talking about you know during the election season, you know during the downtime. She's like ah, you know if I don't get reelected, I'm I might start a podcast of my own. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I, I, I'm waiting for her to present legislation to mandate CrossFit after that video she put up the other day. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> Did y'all see uh, who was it that that uh, proposed legislation to ban all parties that ever supported slavery? Did y'all see this? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. And it was Democrats who who are trying to push this bill <laughs> and it was the democratic party. I was going to say that was supported slavery. <laughs> are we counting like with this whole switch thing over time or whatever, because well, I over time, was... like the parties changed, but it was still the democratic party that was. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what, slavery. Yeah. It's freaking insane. And so they, I, uh, Tim pool was talking about this too. He was saying, he was like, yeah, let's do it. Fine. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's right. push that it's bill like through. That. Let's do yes, it. Do Perfect. <laughs> Snake eat its tail, like whatever. Oh, man. There's also a much smaller vote today up in Montana. Nick and myself were trying to get uh, some attention to it. Um, Defend the Guard. We were trying to pass Defend the Guard Act up there. Mm. Um, and it failed 40 to 60. What's that about? So basically it says oh. that you're the... Um, federal government cannot send Montana National Guard or any troops from Montana abroad uh-huh. unless a formal war is declared. Oh, and so it's a because there we haven't declared a formal war since World War II, and so all these right. wars There's... wars that we fought have right. been like that was not already on the books. What? No, like that doesn't the? I mean, doesn't the governor have a say of where their the where their defense force goes? No. Right. It's, not, well, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, kind of. So, kind of, but like, it's not being enforced. So, like, this yes. defend the guard is to say, hey, no, you need to declare war before you go sending, you know, national guard from this from this state over to Ukraine or anything like that. So, um, you know, I I feel like it's a matter of time before this bill gets passed. It's being introduced all over the place. Um, Montana's been the best bet because it. it got voted out of committee and honestly a 40 to 60 is not a terrible uh end to it it's not terrible so uh, still not great and it's completely illogical that it doesn't get more votes like i don't understand like what goes well, through here's the thing is that head? like well part of it is like you hear the guys who uh who are pushing it you know uh what pat mcgee and the other guys who were on it when they're telling the stories when they start when they introduced it in west virginia and started pushing it like the Pentagon came down hard on the state legislator 
Slaters and we're like, hey, we're gonna do this. We're gonna fuck you over this way and this and that, and like you know, yeah. you're yeah. not gonna get this. You're not gonna get that. You know, we're pulling this. We're pulling that. If you go through it, now the the first state that gets it passed, I think there's gonna be a domino effect, and other states are gonna go with it because, well, here in Georgia we have a a, a Georgia Defense Force, which is a a volunteer kind of like an Army Reserves kind of thing. It's like the National Guard, but it's strictly under the purview of the governor. Mm-hmm. And I know there were other state agencies, you know, at one time that were viewing these folks as, you know, an insurrectionist organization kind of thing, <laughs> because they they weren't they they were swearing to the Georgia Constitution and not the U.S. Constitution, and right. yeah. it was uh, it was a little going over the top kind of stuff. But uh, Clark Howard, I don't know if you know who that guy is, but he's a <laughs> you know consumer advocate. You know, he was a big guy for the for the Georgia Defense Force. Uh, he just recently retired from it. And uh, yeah, that's so down here we have, you know, for if the mainland is ever invaded, Georgia has the governor has his own army. How like long do you think it? before Brian Kemp announces he's going to run for president? Oh, God. He, cool. he is going to do that. He's me? absolutely going to do it. Yeah. I mean, after yeah. defeating Abrams by what, 10 points? Well, yeah. And, and he's propped up by the mainstream media because he, he didn't do it on the back of Trump. Yes. Yeah. yeah he, he, he rebuffed Trump. Trump. He, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, he's he's the reasonable guy in the room. Yeah. So you so you think he's going to run in this coming cycle? I think that I, I think that he probably will. Yeah. Interesting. That would. So how does it Who's, work in Georgia? So who would take over as governor? I think you just give it to Stacey. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's rightfully hers anyway. Oh, yeah. No, she. Claims yeah, yeah, it is, I don't know. Sure. That's a good question. I don't know uh, if, if we see if we the see step up, step up right? to primary Biden, so. does Abrams get in on that race? If, if say that again, if what? If if uh, we get some people stepping up to primary Biden on the Democratic ticket, mm. he thinks Abrams is in on that. That's her ultimate goal as president. I feel like she's not going to be the first one to announce <laughs> on that, but I feel like if other people were jumping in on her primary, people love her, think, and she is a victim. So, so, so uh, yes. what, what was he doing involved in Nigeria's elections recently? What? Like this week? He was over there. She, she was vote harvesting. She was signing people up for the Democrat Party over there. She was she was counting in mail-in ballots over there. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I mean, seriously, there was she was involved in the Nigerian election somehow. Right. They do these. They have these international uh, vote counters over there, and, and there's this guy named Mark Malik. His name is actually Malik. I think Mark Malik Brown, and he is now the president of the Open Society Foundation. He's been like best buddies with George Soros for decades, and. Uh, I played some clips of this guy at Davos where he was actually talking about all the work they do in the state of Georgia and in Africa. And uh, basically what he's been doing for the past 40 years is is going to other countries and rigging elections. And he's a, a controversial guy. And uh, mind you, George Soros and the Open Society Foundation is what started Stacey Abrams in Georgia. I mean, they've, she's gotten more money from them than anybody else. I, I, I I've looked into it a little bit. I haven't uh, dove deep into it, but I'm certain it has to do with with the Open Society Foundation. Her being over there, mm. interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to your research on it, man. Because that's uh, yeah, no one dives into it like you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I agree. Yeah, listening to you talk about Stacey Abrams and some other folks here in Georgia is great. <laughs> yeah, if, if y'all don't watch Propaganda Report or anything Brad Binkley does, you should go go check him out because 
all his stuff I, is awesome and he does his daggum research. So I that, just got turned on to it from this, from you being on here. And I don't know how it got by me before I thought I was <laughs> listening to. I listened to like six or seven episodes just today. Like, <laughs> I appreciate it. that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like I if Michael Savage were not an angry Republican <laughs> and a whole lot younger. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Right. Um, but y'all, this week was a uh, pretty historic week. It's a anniversary of sorts. Um, terrible anniversary. Waco. Of, oh, uh, right. yeah. Um, beginning so, uh, of Waco. Yeah, the beginning of Waco. Not the, not not the not the murder part. The the beginning part where they keep them imprisoned for for a long time. <laughs> Guys, they got democracy. They they right. just needed some freedom and democracy. Yeah. And the U.S. government gave it to them. What's what I mean? What anniversary all, is it? It's it's the beginning. It's the very beginning of Waco of the siege. And was it how many years ago? 30, 39, 30, 30 years ago. Yeah. 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of young people uh, have no idea about this. Let's see. Yeah, no, a lot of young people would definitely have no idea what Waco was for sure. Um, yeah. The yeah. 90s were awesome. Oh yeah, they were awesome. <laughs> got, there's a there's a uh uh whatchamacallit Dude, memorial. They got ra- ATF got ratioed the hell out of like uh, LP National ratioed the hell out of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're they're guarding the uh the monument to, to agents that died in that siege, oh, even geez. though let's go back to the other page and see how many innocent civilians they murdered. Um 87. 87. Innocent people died. But for, it's not a hundred. <laughs> it's not a hundred Nazis. It's eighty-seven right. innocent people. So <laughs> just twenty-five were children. <laughs> twenty-five of them were children. If, you, if any of y'all have y'all watched uh, Waco, the limited series, yes. Oh, oh my gosh, it was actually done pretty good. Dude, it's it was done really well. It's. Right, I watched it all in one night. It was most. I mean, I couldn't go to sleep after that. It was depressed. It's so freaking just. Like I'm surprising that they they actually like gave a reasonable portrayal of the, the yeah it was very reasonable. not the propagandistic oh they they were insane and they burned themselves alive take yep i'll actually yeah, watch yeah. it now because if you're saying that because that's the thing that usually like steers me away from a lot of these types of things is the angle on it and it's no, like, they, they were even pushing the uh the the uh atf shot first by shooting at the dogs uh mm. uh storyline yep Oh yeah, they, they, they gave it a fair shake. I mean, they definitely did a uh, you know a Hollywood job of making the guy look really creepy. Yes, you know, but we all know you know people like that are extremely charismatic, and and, and they made him look like a creepy recluse kind of guy. And I just mm-hmm. I, I'm not well, sure that's Koresh was not a good guy either. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying you know, he's totally innocent. You know, pretty weird what was going on there, but not worth burning everybody alive. Yeah, we've had and that that's where the the propaganda is able to like convince people one side or another is like people can't accept that there's gray areas in that like mm. you can be against what happened there and also be like yeah the guy there was some weird stuff going on but what yes. happened was wrong right you know correct yeah how do you guys feel about the like resurgent obsession with like serial killers recently and them being like played by like hot hollywood actors uh, and dude and- <laughs> uh, are you talking about the show you is that one there's several about? but so yeah. there's this show this show you I, I watched a couple episodes of it uh actually i watched more than that i watched a season of it and uh, um they have this guy who's a serial killer and he has the, he he like narrates the whole thing mm-hmm. and he's mm. super woke 
So, so like, he's like, oh, wow, I can't believe she was able to say that racist thing. What a race. I'm like, what is this? Why, why is the serial killer woke? And, and you, it's just weird. Is well, it's, the the it's only like a, way to get to actually, like, make people continue to watch a show about a serial killer over repeated seasons is to have an internal monologue that agrees with who you, what your audience yeah, is thinking. Right. Yeah, so they yeah. did that with Dexter. That's that the only just, reason yeah. that show yeah. was good. I was going to, if you was, weren't already thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was like, he, he was relatable and like he, but he was, his... he was actually going after like terrible people who murdered people. Whereas I'm not sure what the storyline is in you, but him being woke just shows you exactly who their audience is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, what else is funny is like, am I crazy or like, did the term woke, like, totally changed from a while ago and like it started to be used for like more like people like us like that were yeah. like woke mm. to the bullshit of what's going on and then it got like totally hijacked I think right so <laughs> i was yeah, gonna slip a little <laughs> i remember there was like a small window where that terms was starting to be used in like circles like this it was a good and then time. it got yeah yeah right well by our standard like yeah and then it got completely just redirected or whatever yeah, I was going to ask how you words you guys have a way of that, doing right? that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Someone does. Yeah. They flip terms, man. I mean, they actually change, literally change words in the dictionary now. They, yep. they, oh yeah, they, like they vaccine definition. now. Regular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, like that's... red pill started out as is exactly what it was was from the metric from the matrix, like yeah, showing you the truth. And now, we so many people this. are misusing it to mean. Uh, like turned Republican, yeah. Turn like yeah. blue which pill is, turned Democrat, red pill turned Republican, and which just, is sad because it misses the whole point of like seeing the, the bigger picture. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which sucks that that's one of the two colors chosen because of that. But yeah, yeah, you know, it's just go watch the movie. Like, then then you'll know the definition. It's that simple, and it's a great movie. <laughs> it's, it's a great movie. Absolutely yeah. awesome. Yeah. Do you like the second and third one? No. <laughs> as as movies know like the fourth as, one actually too yeah oh, yeah. oh um, the animatrix or uh no the, the animatrix one, Patrick Harris. Cool, actually neil patrick I like the oh animatrix. is that the fourth one yeah yeah he's in that one briefly or no he's uh, in that one actually you're right Forgot yeah that was yeah. the reboot what last year two years yeah. ago yeah, it was like a yeah. year or two ago i think that yeah. movie was so bad i it thought bad. it was intentionally bad do you know what i mean like that <laughs> movie I, I did too i like keanu <laughs> reeves too so i was just sure yeah but Robert's killing it tonight. Another level. Robert Robert's hitting everything perfectly. Absolutely. The uh, yeah. what, what is it? NLP, neuro linguistic programming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was the stuff I was talking about earlier. That you know when that when that's in there, I sense it, and I just I have to leave the room. Yeah. If you combine the neuro linguistic programming, whatever, with the CIA's like Hollywood pre-programming, and now you've got this like sexy programming baby <laughs> that like is a nightmare. Man. Is there hard. any? Are there any good? Like good movies out there that are either intentionally or unintentionally libertarian or promoting individual freedoms and stuff. Oddly like enough, there's an animated movie on Netflix. It's family friendly. Uh, sea Beast. Sea Beast. Yeah. Yeah. The NAP is hard in that one. I'm going to that look out. that up. It's so hard to find a good movie these days. So it is. Yeah. There's really not is. much worthwhile watching. I mean, I, you know, mm -hmm. I, I obviously I, I, I loved uh, Velma, but other than that, I can't really find anything good to watch. <laughs> <laughs> is that the is this Scooby it Scooby Doo? Yeah, yeah, that's it. The, the Scooby Doo with no Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donna, the motion principle is the central theme of that movie. Wow. Okay. Well, I got to check yeah, that one out. Check that out. Sea Beast. Um, 
we did talk about uh, a show that's pretty libertarian, um, which is uh, Clarkson's Farm. It's a documentary show about Jeremy Clarkson um, mm. starting a farm. We talked about that a little bit last week. Freaking awesome. It just makes you hate British government, which is like the basis for everything good, I think. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's another. Yeah, I saw one. a funny I saw a funny post uh Today, someone posted it out there uh, in one of the chats I'm in. But it was a guy who got fined for having a, a bag with some uh, some chip bags thrown in it in his van. And he got fined for not having a license to transport rubbish. What? <laughs> what? <Where> yes. Excuse <laughs> me? Yes. <laughs> what? That whole needing a license for everything over there is, is oh. legitimate. I mean, oh, you need DK, licenses yeah. for TVs. Like, yeah. yeah. I saw one recently where somebody was pulled over and it was like the stuffing of a stuffed animal. It was some kind of like sandbag, but yeah. it was mistaken for cocaine. Right. <laughs> and she spent two days in jail until they were like, oh, this is just sand. Somebody started snorting it in the police station. They're like, this isn't coke. What are you doing? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Let him off. Let him off. I almost got in trouble one time because someone was drinking a McDonald's coffee in the backseat of my car and I got pulled over and they spilled the sugar packet all over and they were like, you know, <laughs> shining, it was night and they were shining the light all over wow. and everything and they made me step out of the car and I was like, it's sugar. Like, yeah. <laughs> Here, watch me snort it and show you. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing you, Alden, they were definitely doing cocaine in the back. Seat. Oh my god. Oh well, I mean, I'm not saying that's never happened. I'm just saying that <laughs> that, that particular time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Remember, says so supposedly Britain wanted to remove all domestic felines due to COVID. Okay, so the animal stuff with the COVID thing, I don't know about Britain, but like we've had stuff here where they were like talking about vaccinating every chicken and weird stuff, and I'm like, whoa, 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 like what are we doing with the well, they got to get the was, vaccine into you somehow, and you're going to eat the chicken. That so. was the thing. Bill Gates has a quote about it. Some, I, I'm so bad with quotes, but the concept is like, if we put some vaccines like in the food supply, we don't have to worry basically about like the avoidance to the vaccine or whatever. Like, well, that's terrifying. I so know. that was, I gotta, I gotta get my he's, trying, he's trying to develop a vaccine to reduce methane emissions in cow farts. So there's going to be there's going to be a bovine vaccine. That it it will you know reduce their methane emissions supposedly like he's he's actually studying this and that was wow. that was what that quote comes from was wow. during that whole study Goodness. and Every then so I... it's it's a company that built that the Gates Foundation owns and yeah. that's Which, that's what, what they doesn't he own but they're yeah. hopeful it's going to go to market in the next five years it was still wow. like a contagious vaccine too that you can like put under people's tongues and, and now and, that and, is what scares me a lot yeah. like the concept of that. Stephen I mean, always it's just a bioweapon. Like that's all yeah. That is. yeah, it is. It's literally just, it's just COVID. a virus. <laughs> yeah, that's just a yeah, virus you right. made. <laughs> yeah. Stephen always like I'll bring up something and I'll be like, I don't know who said it, I don't know what year, I don't know when, I don't know the full quote. And then Stephen's like, I know exactly what that's from. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. Sat in spite. Like um, we had another or we had a talking about another vote. We had a vote today in the Georgia Senate. Um Voted down a bill to create Buckhead City. 23 people voted for. It got close to... What's uh, Buckhead City? What is this? So uh, within Atlanta is an area called Buckhead. Okay. Um, and it's the really nice part of town that was being overrun by crime over the past three years because... Um, Cops were mostly peaceful. It's where a lot of the taxpayer money came from because a lot of wealthy people live out there. And Uh, so they wanted to secede from Atlanta and become its own 
its own city so that they don't have to so their taxes don't go to atlanta anymore oh wow. so they have their own police force and they're well i can i can tell you on. why this iteration of this movement is it's good that it's failed because their plans right now from what i understand fulton county has about 200 patrol cars or patrol units yeah. assigned to that area during an active shift they were going to deploy their own department and immediately have six to twelve hundred on the streets at all times. Wow. Oh, so we're talking man. small army. They were going to buy two MRAPs from Clayton County. Um, you got to read yeah. the fine print. That's crazy. So so there's something interesting going on with this, which I, I don't know a ton about yet, but uh, there was a, a lot of a lot of talk on, on social media where if it goes through and Buckhead is gone, then they would not have the funding to continue to build the, the police training uh, or, or Cop City. Uh, facility, Cop City, as they call it. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of protests going on at this outside in this forest where they're going to build Cop City. And there was a, a guy who he fired at police first, from my understanding of the story, and they yep. ended up they ended up uh, killing him. And uh, because there's been a bunch of protesters, most of them not even from the state of Georgia, who are protesting in the forest out there, climate change. They don't have any demands, but but they're just out there uh, protesting the climate change stuff. Well, they have a week of action coming. Protesting what then? Uh, yeah, I, I, they're protesting the building of, of of this cop city training facility. Oh, it takes down a bunch of trees, basically. Yes, on, yes. They, it's going to take out the a homeless camp there. Very generic in the trees. climate change reasons is is their reasoning. Uh, um, really, you know, I, I don't I don't know what the cop city is going to be, but I know that the standard uh, uh, protester thing where they they basically con a bunch of young people whose parents have a lot of money and get them to go out and, and do a bunch of protesting because they, they don't have any anything better to do. One of them ends up getting killed. And they have a week of action coming up starting tomorrow, actually. And they're going to be out in the woods. They're building these encampments and they're they're telling people you can come out. If you get arrested, we'll bail you out. Uh, There's probably going to be something that happens within the next week regarding this whole story. Oh, yeah. No, because they what they do is they build all these different like tree houses and bunkers and they put up traps and stuff in this forest. And so, yeah, when the cops come through. Um, they they have to like avoid all these booby traps and try to get what? these people out of there and like it's That's it's pretty insane. I've yeah. served in some of these areas, <laughs> Just <laughs> not even being a cop, and yeah. it sucks. I bet because it's That's... I mean it's just right there in the middle of the city. Yeah, Robert, there was somebody killed. Um, we we actually a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah we Brad, Brad, we talked about um we talked about this on a previous Liberty Libations with I don't I don't remember who was on it, but somebody else was and. Uh, yeah, we did a whole thing. All right, no, I did a free Georgia podcast on this, um, on on this exact topic for forty five minutes. I talked about it because it, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Because um, once again, propaganda from the liberal media, the Daily Show, came down yeah. and did a whole segment in this in this forest with these protesters and made it seem like they're the most peaceful, loving, and right. like only love nature kind of people. And it's just the biggest load of crap in the world because they're setting traps. They literally have weapons. So they're like willing to use them. And there's really just no good reason for them to be there. Honestly, right. they're, they're, they're occupying public land that they have no right to occupy. It's, it's just a whole bunch of BS. Do you then, remember who it was that did the report from the uh, Daily Show? Uh, was it a fat black girl? No, it was a dude. It was a black <laughs> yeah. guy. 
Uh, I'm just curious. Yeah. The funniest part. I know part somebody of... who's on the Daily Show from Atlanta who who spreads a lot of propaganda through through the Daily Show. I was wondering about her. Gotcha. The funniest part of that whole thing was after after the dude got killed and they had that protest. Yeah. And CNN did the did the uh, fiery but mostly peaceful meme. Yeah. <laughs> She's standing there with a car on fire in the background, telling you, "Yeah, mostly peaceful down here." Well, and and Buckhead, Georgia has. A good one, a good story of that too. It was during the George Floyd riots during 2020. The city of Atlanta just totally neglected this area. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was, there, I mean, there it was just mobs. They stopped they building were, stuff too, right? They, I mean, they were blocking interstate exits. Yeah, yep. wow. yeah. Because I, I, I remember because I, I was going up to the mountains that one day, and I, and I heard about it on the radio, and I was able to get behind GSP, and GSP was doing just cruising at 110. Because these folks are, you know, blocking the. the I, I'm hearing it on the radio. I was like, "That's three exits north of me." Oh my god! And so I just, just followed them. They didn't do anything about it because they, you know, they had 400 protesters on their hands. Yeah, I just cruised onto the mountains. I, you know, I got from Fayette County to Hiawassee in four, like hour and a half. It was awesome. <laughs> that is impressive. Uh, you can never. But <laughs> I mean, they just destroyed Buckhead. Uh, people died as well. Uh, you know, there, there were some folks that were there protesting in solidarity with these mobs. Right. And got trampled and killed. Yeah, I had a guy I worked with who he lives, he was splitting his time between Buckhead and uh, the Chicago area. And he sold his place in Buckhead because he said during those riots, like him and it, some of his neighbors, uh, you know, saw some uh, some riffraff getting out of the car, all blacked out. Mm-hmm. And uh, they grabbed their rifles <laughs> and they went down and said, no, you're you're getting out of here. Yeah. They want Atlanta to be like a a a hub, like an international hub. Like that, I think Atlanta is targeted for this whole uh, great reset type thing. I am curious to hear why you think that, because I think that as well. Well, I can tell you, it's probably part of it. At least is going to creep in through the zoning departments. Hmm. So you know, if you really care about this stuff, you know, there's there's a cadre of folks that meet once a month at your local county office, and they tell you what you can and can't do with your own yard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's, I promise you, that's how one it works. One of the more asinine things in general. Yeah. The zoning stuff, but Brad, what, what, what are your thoughts on it since you brought well, it up? Yeah. I, I, I've worked in, in the film industry. I know you have too, Jake. They, mm-hmm. they, they've, they've kind of made Atlanta like a, a another Hollywood and they've kind of transformed yeah. the graphic in Atlanta and they've, yeah. then they bring Stacey Abrams in to, to change it to purple uh, as they call it. And they even talk about how the city of Atlanta is very different from the rural areas that they'd like to get out. And they, they'd kind of like to, to change those areas as well. I just, for, for whatever reason, I, I know we have the, the most, the busiest airport in, in the world, but it's always been an international hub. And I, when Kasim Reed was a uh, mayor here, he was, one of the uh, 100 mayors as part of the, I don't know if it's World Economic Forum, but it was one of these global operations mm-hmm. where it was uh, one of these 100 mayor programs trying to, you know, uh, bring in the, the the new world through their um, position as a mayor. And, and I, just, I just think for why, I don't know, but Atlanta has been targeted to be transformed and kind of be at the center of, of this um, this reset, I think. And well, that, I, I mean, it's continue. You're, I think I think you're right. I mean, why else would they bring Brian Kemp to Davos this year? Like, right. They, they yeah. did the exact same thing with somebody from Atlanta. And like they're we talked about this, too, how Kemp brought all these companies to Atlanta that specialize in in uh, uh, environmentally friendly 
um, creations. So like all these battery makers and like electric car makers and all these yeah. things. I love that, that batteries make it, yeah. became well, synonymous <laughs> with green, which is like <laughs> crazy. Oh, and, and, and just watch because, you know, solar farms are about to start popping up left and right. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of agricultural land and it's where the federal subsidies are going. Right. It makes way more sense to have a thousand acres of solar panels than it does soybeans or corn. Dude, where was that? I just saw right. a photo of some town in, I think it was like, was it Norway, Netherlands, somewhere in, in Europe where a company came in, bought up all the acreage around this town, put in solar panels surrounding all the town, all the houses, everything. And the dollar value of the houses dropped to almost nothing because yeah. no one wanted to live there. And the people well, and, and they have to build these things typically in migratory bird patterns as well. And I know there's 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 another big Wait, wait, wait. You know, nationally recognized solar farm in Arizona. They call them streamers. There's a there's some type of bird that migrates over the solar farm on an annual basis. They call them streamers because half of them burst into flames while they're flying over it. Holy because sweet. it's a magnifying glass on the ground, shooting the sun back up at them. Yeah, how terrifying that would be, especially if you're like a child. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the heck? I think they fly over them too, really close because from above it looks like glistening water and they go to like land on the water and they get close to it and it's oh, hot or whatever but, horrifying. yeah that is horrifying but it so it's, like i mean same with the windows. you know you have to build those what where the wind is strong birds like that too yeah wood chipper you know this, I, mean, I thought when a bird flies into the window because it sees itself and then drops, I thought that was bad. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> one at a time. Imagine a whole flock with you. <laughs> Just a flaming ball coming down from the sky. <laughs> right, <laughs> terrifying. <Look at> the <laughs> <bird>. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen the solar farm outside of Las Vegas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's about to pop up in almost every state in the union. Obviously, not you know like Rhode Island or Connecticut, but. You know, really look, I'm, I'm okay with it being in the middle of the desert. Fine. I don't give a crap. Nothing's out there anyway. Kill all the birds out there. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, but, you know, those, those, big, the you know, those big corn, cotton, and soybean farms you used to drive past in the South over the yeah. next 10, 20 years, there's so much federal money going to that. Mm, yeah. That is the issue. Yeah. Like, people always think that, like, subsidy or not subsidy, giving tax breaks and things like that to new technologies that are green and crap exactly, like that right. is a good thing. That's why it's a bad thing. It's the instant that run out all the things has to pay property taxes. The, like the whole that calendar year, if that farmer has to pay property taxes, he's yeah. done. Yep. Yeah. He's they selling at least the half the farm. Too. They, they want to get everybody connected to the web when, when it comes to the rural areas. They want to bring everybody mm. in and they want every it's the Obama phones. So that, that, that they have a, I was watching this panel discussion the other day where they were talking about the, the meta headsets and, and, um, getting everybody in, into the metaverse so they could have them. They want to deliver news to the metaverse because if you can give people a real experience of history that they feel in their body, even if it's a lie, they'll think they were there. I was it, just going to uh, say real. It, yeah, in right, quotes, exactly. Right? Yeah. Right. So they can make up that and it bypasses people's intellectual uh, uh, brain. They they can't like critically think about it. And um, if you tap into the emotional center, you'll yeah, trigger absolutely. a response totally. better. Yeah. And that's the idea behind it. And they, 
we're talking how uh, it won't be long. They'll have everybody connected and they'll have everybody having at least a smartphone. So we'll, we'll have the baseline. Everybody will at least be able to connect that way and it won't be long. I don't think the, the headset thing is going to work because that's just, it's annoying to have in your face, but I think they're going for the right. AR technology as well. Remember, I think uh, yeah. what was it? Google Glass that they tried to do for a while. Yeah. But that's they're bringing it back. Yeah. It's coming back. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. yeah of course, I, I was only getting shelved for a limited time. Right. Look, Joey. Just, Joey is. Uh, he's saying it's conspiracy theory that birds aren't real. I, I, thought, I thought about that. Was that. Proven. Yeah, I was about to say birds aren't real. Russian propaganda. It's not the solar panels bursting them into flames. It's the uh, lithium-ion batteries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Ob- the Obama phone subsidy now applied to broadband. It's a thirty-five dollar credit. Exactly. Yeah. See, oh, is it so- really? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'll bet you guys would get down with this or whatever, but like every time I see the subsidy thing, it's, it's, it's the similar thing of like, if you introduce one invasive species to like take care of another invasive species and you think that that's going to do it. And then that needs another one to eat it. And that, you know, the subsidy thing, just like it always creates more problems than solutions. And it's like a short-term solution bandaid that creates a long-term solution or a problem chain. And most of the time, it's it's literally just to quell the screamings of a tiny minority of people, like <laughs> right it, it, to get the most attention. Yes, it's it's like the smallest amount of people want, un, like all these green technologies and no gas. It's like it's like ten to twenty percent maybe want that, but they're creating all these subsidies for those ten to twenty percent of people that want that. And so all these other companies who have nothing to do with that and have no interest in being in that business now see that they can make a lot more money and it be and pay way fewer taxes than they did before by getting into those industries. Well, it's, it's like that with everything though, right? I mean, you have, let's say, uh, the, sub, sub, the subsidized American sugar industry, Yeah, you know, subsidizing South, you know, subsidizing Florida sugar, which is then, you know, causing all sorts of environmental damage, red tides, all the other stuff. Yeah. In Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. But, I don't know and about then, that, uh, but- you know, so we pay more for sugar here than just about anywhere else because of that. And you get a healthy side of it, actual environmental destruction. So or like ethanol based corn growth as opposed to like, you know, <clears throat> corn for eating or whatever. And like, which will I'm not saying you can't use ethanol fuel or whatever. I'm just saying by artificially propping up a whole crop, then it's a cash crop kind of a thing and farmers are incentivized artificially incentivized to grow one certain thing. Then you're shipping in your food corn from like, you know, uh, well, yeah. South America, which and then causes yes. how much gas does that use to get here? You know, like it just doesn't. And then you sense. have to find solutions to put, like you have to find things to put your corn into. So that's yeah. why there's corn in there's everything. That do that. That's why the average American under 40 is what two thirds corn genetically. <laughs> something like that like it's it's you are what to, you eat. yeah 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 or they, they, they uh, do cheese. a lot of that uh subsidizing with the internet stuff uh, under the guise of equality too it's it'll it's always under a guise and there's an agenda and it manipulates people through the emotional center again of like to sign off on it and to approve it but don't go into the gray area of like oh this is in 10 years this is going to cause that same community these many more problems than solutions but right and, we'll yeah, and, and, and some of it may not be the intention at first. Right. So yeah. like if you read um, uh, Dr. Bill Davis, he's one of the top preventive cardiologists in the country. He wrote a book, uh, you know, in the early 2000s, Wheat Belly. You know, that's why that's why the gluten free trend started exploding. It was one of those. He was his book was at least at the forefront. He was you know in the front wow. three of those leading that way. 
and you know, he, he just talks about the Norman Borlaug, uh, this guy, Norman Borlaug after world war II, he got a Nobel peace prize. He genetically spliced the Japanese dwarf wheat with the American waving amber grains. You know, you hear about Mark Twain poems and all that stuff. Uh, and th this wasn't selectively crossbreeding. This was, you know, genetically splicing under a microscope, just so we're clear. And he put this stuff out and no one ever said, Hey, did we test this first? Because half of our men were at war in world war II. Mm. And so they were like, oh, whatever, we just got to feed people. Let's do this. We have so much less people, yeah. but we still got to feed a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And so they just started rolling the stuff out and then they do studies. And that's why some of these issues are starting to arise. You know, the like, celiac disease is because they're not tolerating this genetically spliced yeah. grain. They and probably then, knew they were going to do it and used the guys of yeah, war to yeah, roll it out. No good like, crisis go to waste. Yeah. And that's, that's what he was that. just talking about in his book is, you know, it was an unintended consequence, but at a certain point they knew and they sat on it right? because it was making money. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Speaking of sitting on things because they're making money. What? Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, yeah, <that's> cool. <laughs> oh, no. Not exactly what you think. Uh, Mises Caucus uh, tweeted this out. Man on the left is Christian Anderson, a British scientist who emailed Fauci on January 31st of 20, saying the virus looks lab made. Mm -hmm. Man on the right is Christian Anderson, the guy who Fauci called on February 1st and ordered him to publicly say it wasn't lab made, which he did. Fauci <laughs> then gave him $1.88 million grant and $16.5 million funding. Yeah. I'm sure those things are unrelated. I just can't believe you guys are so anti-Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> and Yeah, whatever. Fauci's just uh, Fauci's been a liar his entire career. Yeah, his entire day career. one. It's yeah. crazy. It's well, and didn't he? Uh, you know, he squashed another career. There's this, one of the doctors that he intimidated in the '90s. Uh, was it Judy Mikovits? I think it is. Yeah, she had this theory that, that uh, there was the XMRV virus that was in. I forget which vaccine it was, but she was she was saying there was some kind of retrovirus. There was a specific retrovirus in there that was causing chronic fatigue syndrome in women or something like that, and. It was a peer-reviewed study, and, but he wasn't getting paid, and so he told her to squash it, and she didn't, and he had her put in jail. Wow. Had her law license revoked, all that kind of stuff, and she wrote a yeah. book about it while she was in jail. Wow. And now she's out, and she's a doctor again, apparently. Wow. Good for her. Yeah. There's um, also his work with, like, what is it, the AIDS virus or whatever, and... He fought to have it classified as a certain kind of disease because it would give him and his department a lot of money if it was classified a certain way and all of that. And that was like at the 80s. So it's like every decade he's got a, his finger in a new pie or whatever. But yeah, no, he's absolutely terrible person. I, yeah, I haven't read that. Uh, who wrote, Somebody wrote a book about him recently, right? The, like it the was uh, RFK Jr. Yeah, RFK Jr. Jr. Yeah, I haven't read that yet. but I have it around here, but yeah, I haven't. I have a lot of books I haven't gotten around to reading. Yeah, there are just so many good ones coming out right now. I haven't I even read the white it. pill yet, that gamut. Neither have I, and it's sitting on the table behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about getting that book for my dad because he's like a huge like just Kennedy fan or whatever, but he's like so like pro-vaccine and all that. And I was mm. like, it's in that weird gray area that I'm like, I don't know if it would be seen as like a peace offering, though, as a jab. I have no idea. <laughs> so like I decided not to do it. But yeah, that's fair. That's a tough, that's a tough line to walk. I'm going to share yeah. a photo of Fauci with you guys real quick. Please, <laughs> Please do. <laughs> there you go. Uh, 
<laughs> that was made by, by Stella, uh, a listener of the show. I think uh, me and Cam went back and forth and called it Modoc. Is that the name of the, the character? Oh, so yeah. I can hear and smell this picture. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. Um, I only have one more video left to watch. Um, I can't. I, I rarely ever show anything that's truly like happy or joyful. Um, and this <laughs> is going to continue to be in the vein, but it, it is kind of bittersweet. Um, it shows you the happiness of a man being free um, and also the cruelty of a unjust justice system. So, yeah. The last 25 years of his life, much of it in prison has all led up to this moment. In the District Court of El Paso County, Texas, 409th Judicial District, the state of Texas versus Daniel Villegas, number 940D09328. Verdict form B, we, the jury, find the defendant, Daniel Villegas, not guilty of... Thank goodness well, gracious. The first time since he... He was in jail for 25 years. Yeah. Yep. Went wow. to jail at 16. That's a rough jump because then he comes out and everyone thinks he's in his 40s. And yeah. in his mind, he's, you know, he's probably maybe 20. 20. Maybe 20. Yeah. 20 in some ways and then like much, much older in other ways. Yeah. That, I mean, that, thank goodness he's out, but you're right. What a awful thing. Yeah. Almost what made it on do? the Falcons. Uh, you know, the guy that was falsely accused of rape and he did. You know, two, three years in prison. I know about this story, actually. Yeah, the guy he was, was a stud in college, and then monster, like he yeah. was about to be drafted, and then these he false played. charges came up, and he did years in prison. Like, yeah, lost his physical peak to being in prison. Jeez. Talking about Aaron Hernandez, it's an NFL contract. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know the story. I've I've seen interviews with him, and like he's also such a like cool, chill, sweet guy. Like I just it. It was really sad to see his whole future taken away right at the peak of his athletic career. I think he played, yeah. was it Canadian or what was the other league that he ended up finally kind of being able to do? But like no one would take him when he got out either. You know, like there's physically, athletically, and then there's the like, you know, politically, like we don't want to be seen as the team that took, you know, this person, even when he was out, you know, like. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, there's, the, we were just talking about this, me and my wife or one of my friends were talking about this, how, like you're encouraged to not forgive people anymore. Like, I there, there's like no yeah. forgiveness whatsoever. You have to hold on to that grudge. You have to make sure that they pay for what they've done to you. Um, right. And it, 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 that only leads to some pretty terrible. If places. you forgive them, you can't be the victim anymore. Or, or the sincere right. apology. You know, like if you're actually just ripping your own heart out of your chest, telling, you know, I did something wrong. I didn't mean to. And then they, like, they just feel this knee jerk to just clap back. Mm. You know, no, uh -uh. let me tell you what you did wrong four more times. We had <laughs> mentioned like community living and smaller stuff. And then like we had talked about like Native American, like briefly there. But like one of the things that's always fascinated me, it's not every tribe, but it's many tribes will do more of like their system. It's not like a punitive system, but it's like a reconciliation system. Mm. And it's like if you steal whatever from someone, they sit both parties down and they're like, you know, hey, like, what would you think is fair? What would you think is fair? Asking both sides, you know, and then they're like work something out and then it's like from then it's like shake hands you know it's we're done we move on but like the punitive thing is like it trains the person who wronged 
to see themselves as a criminal. It trains the rest of the world to see them as that. And then there's mm -hmm. like, it's a forever loop thing. The doppelganger effect. Yeah. I've actually used this argument as a, as a young teen. So you know, the whole, the, the whole, you know, the system's telling me I'm bad, so I must be bad. Right. That's okay. why I'm back here a year later. Like a, a kid who gets branded as a bad guy. Yeah. So yeah. You know, if you guys would back off and give me a shot, I might do something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. that first impression they put on. They've done all these kind of like psychological, uh, so, social science studies on it. That uh, that first impression is the strongest and most lasting impression, and it takes just a lot of work to overcome that to first impression. That. And, yeah. yeah, do you know how long it takes to build a first impression? Usually, too, it's like, like a couple seconds. Right? It's like fifteen seconds or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That is crazy. It's just super irrational, but it's like good to know about ourselves so that we yeah. can try to overcome it and learn about it, or whatever. But like, it's built into like all people, which is right. Yeah, annoying, but you're but... right though. It's like you like uh, uh, if you know about it, then we can like check ourselves. And it's and... the best tool, I think. Yeah. yeah, to be aware of it and to the... because then you have to choose to like accept it in your own self, and then you can try to at least be aware of it, and then like notice when it's happening. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like a meditative kind of a thing almost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not to get super woo about it, but like <laughs> woo, dude. How, <laughs> how would you go about fix like that's uh, people seem to be trying to fix things with government. And I, I just don't see how that's going to be doable, um, especially yeah. that particular not problem. With, oh, right. Not it's, with this system it is, of government. It's got to be a cultural thing, which is, I mean, there's just, there's just no possible way that 300 and something, whatever million Americans can come together and be like, okay, we'll start forgiving each other now. Like, the, and we'll start agreeing on certain things and respecting people's opinions. What if like, that's just what never going to happen. The first line of defense for a crime, for instance, was to allow the, the two parties. Well, let's assume there's two parties involved to work it out between themselves first, before you get the law. And if you, if you can't reach a reconciliation between those two parties, then it falls to the law. Do you know what I mean? Can like, they can they reconcile in whatever way they choose? Can they duke it out in a boxing see, ring or do it a gets duel? Hairy. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a duel. <laughs> hey, two consenting adults, right? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I, I think I it starts with like, to it, like breaking people from the propaganda spell because the entire the whole propaganda that we're ambushed with is divide and conquer propaganda. Yeah, and they they insert the conflict. They insist that it be about race. They insist that it be about gender, and so we're not going to escape it from them. Uh, the, the way that to the escape only, it is to bring awareness to what they're doing, and that the only yeah. solution is through the systems that be, you exactly. know, like and, and right. not outside of that. Yeah. Well, Brad, um, you working on anything interesting right now? I'm just doing the show, and, and uh, that's about it. Um, I do show three, four days a week at uh, propagandafight.com is my website. I'm at Freedom Act Radio on Twitter, youtube.com slash Brad Binkley. I've been trying to do some more. I used to do a lot of uh, uh, comedy shorts. I'm, I'm trying to get back into doing some more of that, so uh, nice. check out my YouTube page if, if you want to uh, see some of that when it comes out. But other than that, just check out the podcast. I'm just trying to, trying to uh, uh, expose the propaganda as best I can. Heck yeah. I love that. We like that here at LP Georgia. Um, Nick, do we have anything we need to promote? Because I'm, I'm out of topics unless y'all had topics you want to talk about. Steven, you might have something up your sleeve. Did you have something you wanted to? I mean, we could talk about the Murdoch case. Y'all been watching that? I, I, not, the, I yeah, only heard that the verdict, verdict came. Yeah, yeah. You know what I found interesting about that is that there's a Netflix series oh, on, yeah. on at the same time like as the real trials going on. Yeah. I thought, I thought that sounded familiar. <laughs> That's right. 
Just in time for the jury to make a decision. What, what do you insane? think? Yeah. I don't know much about it. I, just, I don't either. The way the documentary portrays it, this dude's an absolute creep. Just corrupt like as they come, <laughs> plugged in with local politics, above the law, and he's been killing folks for 30 years and have finally caught up to him. That's like a family's been in power like 100 really? years through uh, yeah. the legal system, right? Interesting. Like I like because it all started what his uh his son got in a boating accident and killed some girl, right? Right. And no, it didn't and start there. It started ten years before that when people started turning up dead in their town geez, and, and their name was somehow tied to it, and then all of a sudden the case just went cold. That'll do it. Yeah, because I know I know yeah, then I I had heard it back to his son killing a killing a girl in a boating accident. And then, like that was the he, thing that triggered like, all this. That's what that's what started the whole yeah then, investigation. But there was three cases that were reopened yeah. because of that. And then, like he had someone shoot him as a uh, right. He got shot because he paid someone to do that to throw people off his trail or oh, something. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I literally know nothing about any of this. Every single I don't know bit yeah. of information you're saying is brand new to me. I <laughs> barely even thing... know what that there. I didn't even know there was a case happening. I don't even know what you're talking about, really. See, the only <laughs> way I know about it is from, I'm like, I've seen this. And I'm like, it's Netflix. And I'm like, we can have a whole show. We could have 18 shows just devoted to like the timing of things and the propaganda. Within, you're right. Like, Hollywood <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, they did the same, same thing with Epstein. They had this uh, yeah. thing released and then they were talking about that in the news and everything. And now Ghislaine Maxwell is trying to like have her. There was a movie. Thrown out and shit. So did y'all, did y'all see the photo that got released to her while she was in jail? And she yeah. had this like super red dot in the inner corner of her eye. Yeah. Like she'd just gotten a lobotomy. Oh, I didn't yeah. see that. I played some clips <laughs> of an interview she did from jail uh, with 60 minutes, Australia. Okay. I, just, okay. I just listened to that show actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> like an hour ago. Yeah. She's like, yeah, no, it was all the, she's trying to claim the photo was made up of the, uh, what's her name? Guffrey and the prince and the right. doctor, which, but she, but she presents no evidence of it. And, and then 60 minutes doesn't even have a follow-up question. Follow yeah. <laughs> like, no follow-up question there. But 60 minutes even confirmed his sweating condition that yeah, she described sweats. in court. Yeah, oh, okay. totally. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Glad we figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. Alden, I would love to have uh, more shows. If we get more viewers and just get this thing, uh, actually making money. Um, I would love to do some deep dives and actually like analyze a whole bunch of stuff and Dude, have, I like, have a show every night. That'd be fun. I'm not even kidding. I have folders on my wall that are just <laughs> stuffed full of, I take notes when I watch movies and I'm like, that's some bullshit. <laughs> like, and I'm, yeah. No way. Dude. I watch things. I watch some movies cause I'm like, I think they'll be good. And I watch 90% of movies out of like research and duty to know yeah. what's going on. Like, I hate watch some stuff. I, 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 I had a cubicle <laughs> job a few years ago that I knew was a dead end and I've got boxes of, sticky notes of all the yep. podcasts and stuff I was listening to. Yeah. And then I'd follow up and research it that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was that awesome. You're like angrily or drunkenly or whatever your state is like. People get mad also at me like, when I watch shit with you know, dudes. Going yeah. back to the East Palestine thing, there was that Netflix movie that came yeah. out. Yeah, the so, Adam Driver yeah. one. We had just talked that. about the, the White Noise movie or whatever. White Noise, yeah. I think it came out a year ago or something like that. Yeah. But it was it came just... Out, put on netflix yeah yeah it's yeah. recent like it's super recent and i it's mean like it's the plot of what happened like but it's insane. also we did talk about this last week or two weeks ago that like they're like what what was it 2200 12 like 1800 
past three years is like 1700 average the past three years and i did actually looked at the state by state thing and and number three was ohio in the past so one every four days in in ohio the past three years well and like derailment is like a very very broad term yes like yeah because i I worked in the railroad industry oh like we did we did rail we made uh products for the railroads and uh you know we had a spur coming into the plant and like it was a shitty little spur and uh there was nothing at the end to stop it what's a spur it's just a it's just a little bit of track coming off of the line Mm. coming into the yard into the uh plant's yard and that's so they can just push a train car up in there and then you know we can unload it and uh i believe one time uh because the plant manager was complaining about it because they had to take the car away before it was unloaded, but they pushed it too far and there was no bumper at the end of the rail or anything. It was just kind of went into the ground and uh, the wheels of the car touched uh, the ground. Therefore and it was they, a derailment. They, have to count they had to go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Even and though the all they back it up. Died and, of COVID. Like. Yeah. yeah. The COVID death. <laughs> so the, that car, what came off of the rail. So they had to go take it back for inspection. Right. Interesting. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, so. I mean there there are definitely some major derailments every single year, and like chemical tra- chemical trains do it all the time too. It's it, this isn't this isn't an isolated event, is all I'm trying to say. And I right. and I'm just trying not to make it out to be like this is the beginning of a conspiracy or anything like that. Like these yeah. things happen more regularly yeah, than that's people. my job. I'll, yeah, I'll that's say. And it's because the rail is it has not gone updated for. A century yeah 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 that's um, true no I, I i agree with you on that one i, I i'm so that movie i think it's because the, they, they'll film movies in areas if they can that where stuff like that tends to happen and so i, I i'm the, the one where they did the vaccine there, right? movie starring uh, uh cusack the vaccine tv show that one to me was a little more creepy what's the name of that one? Oh, i don't know that one it, it was from a couple of years ago and it came out. So the day that I can't remember the name of the show, but I'll type in Cusack and see. But it, it, the, it they wrapped production on the show two days before Event Two Hundred One started. Oh, <laughs> which was a little weird. That's good timing. Uh, um, yeah. But the show was about as utopia. As utopia. Oh yeah. And, and it was about a a, a billionaire who is uh, uh, causing a pandemic so he can put a vaccine uh, on everybody that makes yeah. them uh, unable to have babies. I haven't uh, I haven't hate watched that one yet. Yeah, no, I hate because that one, shows are hard to do because they're just so long, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I, steal this term now. So, Brad, you did hate watch that one. How how did you get through it? Okay. It, it's interesting to watch. It's not it's not bad. I, they I mean, were John Cusack's a, good actor. So. Yeah, he is. They were gonna do a season two, and they didn't because of the backlash. <laughs> well, because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now it's too on the nose. Like, yeah, yeah it's really, it's really on the nose too. And I did look up that production date. They stopped like two days before Event Two Hundred One. See, I've seen so many of these things where it's like uh, Facebook created the day that like the CIA equivalent program right. is like like the day after the day of that it's like you know folded or whatever or like right. so many things like that where it's like within two days of something. Yeah, and like when it comes to movies and shows, like. I don't know. There's something about science that always imitates or maybe not science, but like innovation kind of imitates people's imagination. So like a lot of things that people made in like uh, sci-fi movies or like futuristic movies in the fifties 
mm-hmm. are are happening today because people are like, oh, that's an interesting idea. And like right. people actually try yeah. to make it happen. I bet like, that's an effect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm wondering like how much of that, like, are, are there people behind the scenes going, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I will release this I, pandemic across I th- the world. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think that does have an effect on it. And then there's like the CIA helps write. So, so Homeland, the show, yeah. the yeah. CIA, I think starting in season three, wrote basically the rest of Homeland. They, they yeah, that's why it started with, sucking. Right, yeah, terrible. you can tell when it starts to take over like this. Do you know how many, it's not just things that deal in like CIA and military though, but there's thousands of films and shows that have Dude, been tampered like, with by the CIA. It's like 60 oh, yeah. to 75% of all movies and TV shows have some type of government yeah, involvement. The, Totally. The bigger the franchise, the more that it it's is. It's a like, channel of communication. And any channel of communication that reaches the most amount of people to influence them, they're going to try and, and get in there and affect 24, them 24 was pitched to Fox by the U.S. government to help yeah, them wow. tell the war. And <laughs> Who are you working for? <laughs> that was a good show, though. It was a good show. <laughs> See, but it works best. I love torture. Torture is great. <laughs> the new Jurassic Park, whatever, Dominion World, whatever awful. the hell. Yeah. It's so bad, but like the CIA had a literal role in the movie. Like, <laughs> right. Oh my god! Anyway. I wish Chris Pratt would take some better, better movies these yeah. days. He's, He's getting just... that good money though, man. Uh, <laughs> so frustrating. All right, we're we're about to wrap up, but we're gonna promote uh, a couple things again. Um, this one, it's a rally in honor of Duncan Lemp. Uh, Nick, you want to give a quick brief as to what happened to Duncan Lemp? Yeah, so uh, Duncan Lemp was was a young guy who, uh, for some reason or another, cops thought he had guns he shouldn't have had. I don't believe he shouldn't have had them. Like, I thought he was allowed to have them. That's kind of ambiguous. <laughs> but still, I mean, he was not a criminal or anything like that. So, um, yeah, so somehow neighbors or someone reported him to the cops. They did a no-knock raid at his house in the middle of the night shot him in bed next to his pregnant girlfriend <laughs> and uh this happened a couple of years ago about the same yep. time the uh brianna taylor one happened and uh that got all the press and yep. everyone forgot about uh the duncan lump story here so yeah yeah this was getting shared around uh mises caucus chats and stuff like that and i think some lp affiliates are jumping in and doing a uh rally here in honor of this because it's been one of those stories that's been buried and you know mm-hmm. No one's had to answer why a guy who was sleeping in bed got shot through a window. Right. Yeah. So if you're anywhere near Rockville, Maryland, or someone you know, mm-hmm. make sure they know that there's a, a rally on March 12th at 11 a.m. Um, for this guy. Um, yeah. Truly tragic story. I mean, how many no knock raids gone wrong do we need before that's we see that as a bad idea? Seriously. Yeah. It's absolutely bonkers. Well, like Maryland's one of the red flag states too, because I know there's been, oh, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of their, you know, state and local policemen that died because they're being ordered to kick in these doors of, you know, veterans playing video it's games and cussing parts. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not, not a good idea. Yeah. And so they kick in the door. The guy takes out three of them on his way down and it's just, that's four, you know, deaths that didn't need to happen. Yep. And that's the Biden thing. They just don't made an announcement happen. trying to push that nationwide, the, the red flag laws a couple yep. weeks ago. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. No, they keep everybody safer. It's great. Well, I, I, you know, I want red pin laws, right? So, uh, you know, if you pass legislation or if you allocate government money that is then used in the direct commission of a violent crime, you're liable as well. Ah, I like that. 
How about that? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. let's let's have the, the that would be our clap uh, back to what they're trying to do with guns right now. Yeah, you know, just yeah, let's let's have the legislators pass legislation that will hurt themselves. That's the way government it, works. <laughs> it'd be nice, uh, you know. <laughs> I like well, the idea, Stephen. I just I yeah, the yeah. implementation I find uh, <laughs> next to impossible. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, I would just encourage you to you know attend your local zoning meetings and. You know, that kind of thing, because, you know, these are folks you bump into at the grocery store that are telling you what you can and can't do with your yard. Yeah, that's where it starts. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Um, And again, we got to keep pushing the great cray because it's this this thing is getting a lot bigger and it's going to be a a lot of fun. Brad, I think Zach's going to contact you about doing something there. So Zach right, Carnell. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But We're yeah. Trying to get people out. But yeah, this is going to be a, a great event. Um, you know, there's not too much like this in Georgia and especially coming out of the LP. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is a, one of the biggest outreach events I think we've ever put together. Yes. Awesome. And so, it's, you know. It, yeah, we basically took our, you know, boring regular convention, turned it into a two-day festival with the boring stuff on the last day where people aren't really <laughs> invited. So, uh, yeah, yeah make come it out to the good stuff. Yes, come out to the good stuff. May 12th and 13th are the main days um, where people will have, uh, let's see, I interviewed Christian Hammock on, on Monday on the Free Georgia podcast. She's a, a goat dairy and cheese making expert of That's Hammock awesome. Haven Farm. Um, we've got Alan Carroll, Seth said Seth Chadwick, Dave Dave Miller's coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Um, all these folks, I believe, are coming on the Free Georgia podcast at some point over the next um, couple months to cool. talk about their businesses and tell what they're going to be doing um, while they're at the Great Create. Um, we'll have a live some live podcasts. Um, got some comedians coming. Uh, we're going to do some show some films and so show some of uh, Daywalker comedy's sketches. Uh, yeah. I mean, we just got a lot of great people coming out to give talks and demonstrations and all sorts of stuff. So you can make it out um, to Perry, Georgia, May 12th and 13th. We'd love to have you. Yeah. It's a bit out there, but I mean, you know, it's not too far. It's not too far. It's like an hour it's, from Atlanta. Yeah. It's, it's far yeah, for me. It's not too far, but <laughs> if you ever wanted to drive to Florida, you're halfway there. Alden, yeah. you're not invited to any of this stuff. Anyway. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be out there. I'll be out there this summer. You know, we we're li- you know the 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 LP doesn't have a ton of money. You know, so it's true. We we run this on a shoestring budget, and we're trying to you know find sponsorships everywhere we can, find you know people to do things, uh, trade off anything we can mm-hmm. to try to make something like this happen, and uh, yeah. you know. Uh, not only provide something of value for the community, but also, uh, you know, hopefully get something in value back to keep the party running. Fund candidates, fund uh, training, fund, you know, everything we have to be able to pay for and do. Uh, You know, we're even, you know, I've been in discussions with Zach a little bit about, you know, how do we uh, even go further as far as more outreach, you know, getting money in for that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's never enough money for what we need, but <laughs> <laughs> never. I mean, it looks like you guys got a great lineup. Looks uh, looks like going to be good. It oh, should be pretty fun. Be, I think we're we're going all out this year to try to grow it the first year or make it big the first year so we can keep that momentum going over the next few years and kind of turn it into a big big deal throughout Georgia. So, we'll see how it goes. Should be a fun time. Um 
Yeah, Brad, why don't you shout out your stuff one more time so people know where to find you. At Freedom Act Radio on Twitter, youtube.com slash, pro, uh, slash Brad Binkley, excuse me. And uh, Propaganda Report podcast on any any app that you listen to. Also, propagandafight.com. You can find uh, all of my links there as well. Awesome. Brad, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thanks for having Appreciate me. It was a blast. Absolutely. Good to meet y'all, you. Y'all, we'll, uh, we'll see y'all next Thursday. Tune into the Free Georgia podcast. There won't be one this week, but there will be one next week. So keep you getting the March in. Madness. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm shooting a movie in uh, in, oh, oh. in Nashville. So yeah, I'm up there this okay. week. So there we go. All right, y'all. We'll see you next week.